Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Maybe with me today, today, yeah, maybe two or three actually. That might not be bad. Um, with me today is a man who drowns his friends and draws them alive again from the water. Who you may ask is this miracle worker? None other than Iron Chef Mike Zamora. Thank you, thank you. I am Rick Anderson. Today is Monday, October sixth, and we are Beer Plus Three. What are you trying to say about my friends and being dead and bringing them back? <laughs> Did you? You didn't get the reference, or did you? Do you know what that's from? No, I don't. It's from The Hobbit. Oh, when the Hobbit. Uh, when uh, Bilbo is uh, doing his riddle with Smog. Uh huh. You know, they pissing him off basically. <laughs> oh, he's cheating. So I, I get it. He I, does the barrel rider stuff, and at one point he says, "I'm I am he who who drowns his friends and draws them alive from the water again." <laughs> So what did you not like about the Desolation of Smog? We were just talking about this. Um, I saw The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, um, once in the theater and once on TV about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, did, when you seen it in the theater, did you see it with the uh, the high frame rate thingy-bobber that you no. couldn't see locally? Because no. maybe, maybe that's totally skewing my opinion of the movie because right. uh, both of those I went and seen in the high frame rate, but it's so cool. It's just, you Is know, it? Yeah. I, I I avoided it because I didn't want. I'd heard that it look, makes it look really kind of um, almost like a TV show. No, it doesn't look like a TV show. It looks like a play. It looks like you're watching a play. Oh, I could deal with that. No. I, I was avoiding because every description I saw said it looked like it was on videotape or it looked like a TV show, and I no. thought that's that's. I don't want to see it. That no, way. I, I get their point about it looking like it's video because all movies are shot on video. I was watching something the other day, and it was I just amazed me. That not only was it shot on video, but it looked like it was shot on video. Like they didn't even try to do a film type conversion. It was the uh, new uh, Captain America. I was looking at oh. it. It's like this looks like an episode of Agents of Shield, and there was a little bit of Agents of Shield mix in there <laughs> yeah. with some of the characters. And I was like, it, it, they didn't. They didn't even try to make it look like film. It's like, are we to the right. point now where they've been shooting on video long enough? They just think audiences are ready to see a movie that looks like video. They don't care anymore. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. Um to me, I, I don't like, I like the way film looks. I mean, I like the way traditional film looks and even digital film emulating, you know, that look as well. I guess yeah, it's I, I kind of want it. Like, if I go to a theater, yeah. I kind of want the film look because yeah. it's, that's what I'm, not only is that what I'm used to, that's what the medium should be shot on. I, I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, right. you know, it brings me back to, you know, I'd seen Pulp Fiction in the theater so many times and was used to the grain of the film. And then when it first come out on mm-hmm. Laserdisc and I'm watching it on Laserdisc, it looks nothing the same. The, the, the color palette is completely different. Uh, a lot of the film grain stuff is gone, even though Laserdisc is an analog technology, so you got a little bit of the analog feel to it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I, I had heard that you know Peter Jackson was talking about how much more realistic it looks because there's no blur when the camera moves or, or right. anything like that. But, you know, I, I actually, when I, read, when I read his quote saying that, I actually stood you know, up in the room and turned my head, and you you experience that blur naturally with your own eyes, right? So why wouldn't why would you want a film that's trying to convince you it's reality? Ah, because have 
you, you see what the difference the, the difference being is the blur comes from the f- frames being interleaved between each other. Okay. Which is not anything like the blur you're going to get out of the motion of your eye. So if so you're getting mm-hmm. double blur. If you if you do that looking at a screen you're getting the blur of the the interle- interleaving on the screen plus the blur of your eye. So Okay. I, I, I get it. Now the one thing I liked about the high frame rate, like I said it looks like a play and you can see the imperfections. Like if you were watching a play you would totally not believe you were looking at real life. That's not what they're aiming for. Okay. In a play they're creating a set. They're taking you to a magical place. So I I really liked the fact that I felt like I was looking at actors on a stage. And you could see so much more of their performance without it getting lost in this conversion to huh. a, a screenplay, a movie. Right. Um, it, you know, you could you could see some of the effects. You could see like where it had been penciled in black. It was you know it was almost you look you were looking at the set and you could see the set kind of. Yeah. So it wasn't like taking you to someplace totally make believe. It was you you it looked more like you were looking at a craft. Like there, there's craftsmanship in creating. What you're looking at, like there's art, okay. art, like there's art behind it, not like it's like somebody going, oh, "Here's an artificial world for you." See, I don't know if I, I, I understand. I can, I can, I get where you're coming from, and I, I, I understand that you appreciate. It. For me, I think the way I am, I would watch, I would look at that, and it would keep knocking me out of the fact that I'm, I'm watching, I'm trying to get into the story. Right. So I don't know if I would like that or not. I, you know what? Maybe for, with the next Hobbit movie, I'll try it and just see what happens. Yeah, well, um, let's, let's go do it. I think it's coming out probably soon. Yeah. yeah, we'll go do it. Yeah, maybe all three of us. Yeah, but go. you know that that said, and I I go back to how you you purported that you didn't like subtitles because you couldn't view the art the art of the film, and here I am presenting you with this challenge. Where we go, you get to see the artistic quality of the film, and you're like, I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Not the artistic quality. I can appreciate the the artistry that went into the movie. I just don't know if I want to see it while I'm experiencing the film for the first time necessarily. I could go back to a film that I really admire and then want to pick that kind of stuff out. But the first time I see it, I want to experience it the way it was intended to be experienced. But is that is the intention though? That's that's the thing. But that's but that's that's, that's Peter Jackson. I mean, he, he he's 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 embraced this technology. Yeah. And this is what he's trying to... He's, he's saying that this technology works for him, right? He's not saying okay. that it's good enough, but it's not quite there, but I'm going to use it anyways. What he's saying is this is good enough. This is how I like it. This is how it should look. Okay. So as as the viewer of his art, you should be like, well, if that's what he's going for, yeah, then you should be all for seeing it in that format. I, I am. I You know what? I will give it a shot because I know that's what he wants people to see it as. So uh, me being the guy who doesn't want to see subtitles for that very reason, I guess I should be going to see this. Um, in the high frame rate, because that's what Peter Jackson wants. And 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 y- <laughs> you know, I'm not sure where your critique of the film is going to go yet, because we didn't get that far into when we were discussing it previously. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that a lot of me sitting there and watching it, and I, I know I've seen it that time, and I'm pretty sure I watched it twice on video. Yeah. That. Uh, when you're sitting there watching it in the high frame rate, I know that a lot of the times I'm thinking, oh, this looks so awesome. This looks so awesome, and I'm like maybe not as wrapped up in the story. Yeah. Like on a second or third viewing, it's like I, you know, I begin to watch the, the characters because it doesn't look as cool at home. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. 
So, so maybe but, maybe that's part of bringing you into forgetting what you're looking at as you go, oh, this looks so cool. Yeah, it's it's pulling you into the story even further that you're not looking to critique it. You're looking, you're just sitting there enjoying it. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'll um, I will, I will see the next one in the high frame rate just to see what happens. Just once, just once. You I know, will. The, fir- the first time probably, and then after that, you know, you can come back yeah. like six months after and go, you this movie's bullshit. You know what's funny? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not in the high frame rate. I hate it. Um, what's funny about that whole thing is, you know, that the people were complaining that it makes it look like it was shot on video or it looks like a TV show, which is, um, you know, a lot of TV shows over the last 10 years have gotten to the point where they look like you're watching a movie. Right. Like I, like Game of Thrones. I watch that thing. It feels like I'm watching, you know, a very long movie in hour long chunks or like The Walking Dead. Um, that looks like a movie every time I sit down and watch it. Um, Lost was another example. I don't watch yeah. a lot of TV, so I always talk about the same shows. But right. those ones I've watched, um, God, they just look like movies when I'm watching them. They don't look like TV shows. And then, so now you have this high frame rate thing pushing in movies toward the TV. Right. Mode, so it's, I don't know. Yeah, it, well, and I'll go back and say, I, I, in my mind, it doesn't have that TV look at all. Okay. You know, if 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 if, if, if anybody's going to relate it to being the TV look, you go back to like the Star Wars Christmas episode. It's oh. like it's like that, yeah, but okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> what the Star Wars Christmas episode was cool. Oh, God, that was awful. I t- I actually tried to watch. it. I've never watched it. I can't get through it. I cannot. It's like I just. Oh, well, you I had to watch, watch it, it back in the day when it came out. Yeah, I think I would have had the same reaction though. I think back then, I don't know if it's just I'm I'm. Maybe you're a little bit older than me because I I know I watched it. I know I yeah. loved it. Uh, yeah. I didn't really remember it, and then I went back and watched it not too long ago. Oh, yeah, it's pretty neat. I like this. I can't watch the 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 part that I watched was something about Chewbacca at home with his parents, mm-hmm. and it just I was like I can't do this. It's ruining everything <laughs> that I you know. That's like this whole Star Wars world is so real to me. You know, I can believe that that actually exists, and I can't watch what looks like a sitcom with Chewbacca and his parents. You know, it's like right. it's it's. Fucking this up. Well, it's me. almost as if you were like in the Star Wars universe, right? And then yeah. Chewbacca does a sitcom in that <laughs> universe. That's what it. That's what it feels like. Well, Chewbacca, don't quit your day job, buddy. <laughs> Somebody was really high when but, they came up with that concept. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's. I think you know. Obviously, they were just sort of. Uh, you know, if you think back to the, how old were you when Star Wars came out? That was nineteen seventy six. So you were no, it was seventy seven. Oh, seventy, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. We, we had this conversation not too long ago. <laughs> we still haven't put these committed these dates to memory. <laughs> right. uh, no, I was like three or four when it came out. As well, you know, like amongst my first memories. Okay. So because it, it was like it was it was cra- I've never seen a movie do that before. It was just like everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. It had it permeated everything. Like every kind of like Batman eighty six. <laughs> oh yeah, we've talked about this too. Um, but I could see back then people watching that show and thinking it was just awesome because everybody was so in love with it. You know, they didn't care that it was it was crappy quality. You know, it takes like a couple decades and then going back and watching it on YouTube to realize it's, it's shitty. Yeah. I, well, I wonder if we're gonna have that same reaction. I was uh, in iTunes yeah. just last night. Well, last night I was looking for apps for my phone, trying to find something reason to make me want to keep the stupid thing, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I happened across, it said Star Wars Rebels, so it looks like there's an, another cartoon series. And I, I really enjoyed the other oh. cartoon series. I, oh, I haven't yeah. seen all of it, but it, what I have seen the first couple of seasons, it was really good. Yeah. And then I started looking at the clips of this, and I go, this is dumb. Oh, really? Did this shit? Like, I oh, mean, I know where no. you want to ride on the coat heels of this other animated Star Wars that was cool. Yeah. 
but whoever did this doesn't look like they put any effort into it you at know, all. You know who did it? <laughs> it was the same person that did the Clone Wars. So. <laughs> oh, really? Well, we'll see what happens. I didn't watch so any maybe... episodes, uh, but you know the animation style I, I, I didn't necessarily care for. Yeah. The voice actor they had on there, I was like, this is... Looks stupid. Yeah, looks like it looks like bad. kids material. I and I bet you, if I researched it even further, it would probably be something that was like on uh, the Disney Channel that they have. Disney Channel has like a high end Cartoon Network thing. Oh yeah, I yeah. bet you it's targeted for that channel because I know they, they were doing like a Spider Man something yeah. or other, and it just looked like bullshit to me. <laughs> the Clone Wars cartoon, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't sat down to watch all of them, but the ones I've watched are uh, are. They're Amazing. engaging. I mean, story's good. Yeah. Story's good. Animation's I, good. I had a few quibbles with things here and there, but it was it kept me kept me going, kept yeah. me interested. I just never I've never made the time or effort to sit down and actually watch them all start to finish. When you say Clone Wars cartoons, you're talking about the the actual animated ones. You're talking about the the CGI ones. Both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen all of the hand animated ones. Yeah, the, the hand animated ones were really cool. Yeah, and then the uh, the CGI ones. Little not grabbing me as as much as the as the as the other ones did, yeah. but um still interesting. Yeah, no, I I think I think they're good. Yeah, I think both. Well, you know the the hand drawn one was great, fantastic. They looked beautiful. That was before the second uh, episode number two, right? Is when they came out of their General Grievous. Yeah, yeah, has they a were part in it. Yeah. So I think it was kind of leading up to that, or maybe it was right. I don't recall. It, it did. The end of that actually dovetailed with the opening of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So great, great series, and you know, yeah. I love seeing Grievous come out, and he's got all the lightsabers, and he's a Jedi hunter. <laughs> you, know, <it's laughs> you know, talking about this right now, I went over and uh, met up with a friend and some other people over at Colshan about a week and a half, two weeks ago, because it was his birthday. Yeah, we I didn't get an invite for that, did I? You know, um, I thought about it, but I didn't know how if it would be kind of awkward to invite people along that he didn't know. Yeah. So I, did, I didn't, I didn't, uh, yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, but, okay, that's sorry, all right. Time, I, I won't be butthurt about it. <laughs> I was probably busy anyways. Yeah, but we uh we were over there and we we got in all of us got talking about movies like this and one of the you know things came up like uh Mad Max and uh, or Road Warrior I guess is what came up. Uh-huh. Never seen it. Just you never seen it? No. Oh, you got I, I want to go watch movie. it though. I do yeah. want to watch it cuz it's it worth watching. Good. It's probably a little dated at this point but uh it's it's I watched the first half hour of it about 3 or 4 months ago and it's one of those movies I have to approach carefully because I don't I want it to stay as good as it was in, or in my head right now. You know, my memories, I don't want it ruined by watching it now and finding out it was crap. But it was, it held up. It was like the first half hour yeah. I was watching. It drives like, a manual wow. or is it automatic? Ah, uh, good question. <laughs> I'm not that much of a geek about it. Right. But um, yeah, we were sitting there talking about these movies and I hear. There's like a, some jocks over at the table behind us. Yeah. Oh, you so have I'm, another one of those experiences. Yeah, yeah. And it was almost exactly the same because I hear one of them over there going, Oh, God, I hated Tron. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I had that same moment that I had with uh, you Did you guys look around, the, Mike? No. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was good that you weren't there. <laughs> We'd had a redo of that. But uh, no, and I had the exact same reaction. I was like, I am not acknowledging you assholes. I don't yeah. even care. I'm going to continue what I'm doing. But uh, <laughs> should have invited him over and talked about Tron for a while. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they were really that interested in Tron. No, although that was a good movie. All right. <laughs> so what are we drinking? Uh, we yeah. are drinking the Laurel Wood. They're Laurel out Wood. of uh, Portland. I'm. I'm certain they yeah, have several breweries in Portland. So yeah. we believe that they're actually headquartered in Portland. Um, yeah. So Laurel I Wood. was uh, picking out beer earlier, and I knew that uh, our compatriot uh, Swatman was not going to be here today. So I thought, well. 
Let's go. I know you got to drive at 6.30, so, uh, you know, I had originally picked up the uh, Firestone Walker. They had the double jack sitting there in the box, and I went, oh. Oh, yeah. So good, but. <laughs> Save it for 21. Yeah, we've we've <laughs> got to drive at a certain point, and I thought, well, geez, uh, you know, I don't know what I can do here. It's October. Maybe we should do pumpkin beer. Somebody was trying to convince yeah. me that pumpkin beer was good the other day. I'm pretty sure it was Miller. Said he was out and about and was, was drinking a pumpkin beer, and it was great. Mm. So I thought, well, let's have a... I, Pumpkin is one of those flavors that I have a difficult time enjoying. You know, it's it's yeah. actually I don't really like it. But that said, my wife made uh, I, pumpkin bread with chocolate chips in it, yeah. and uh, I've been eating it. You know, she first made it. I go, oh, I really don't care for pumpkin. I'm not going to end up eating this. I've been right. eating it since then. I, I took a big fat slice of it to work. So I thought, well, maybe maybe we'll try is, the pumpkin beer. Maybe I can grow it, to like it. Is it pumpkin itself that you don't like, or is it the spices that are typically associated with pumpkin? Uh, yeah, yeah it, I'd say it was a combo of the two, actually. Because okay. of the spices I can do elsewhere, like in a spice cake. But in that combination? Yeah. Oh, and, okay. and the pumpkin flavor on its own doesn't, you know, it just doesn't do it. It doesn't do for me what it does for other people. Like, you know, my wife does a countdown waiting for pumpkin pie every year. <laughs> I can't wait till Thanksgiving. I can't wait for pumpkin pie. Deanne does the same with pumpkin ice cream. It comes out this time of year, and yeah. she's like, she, she actually had a, a, some of it in the freezer from last she year. She was saving still. it. She, yeah, she, yeah. She, was, she was hoarding it. She's got this thing about that. Yeah, um, I'm indifferent to it, but um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you know. I, I and I, maybe it's just resentment, really, because maybe <laughs> maybe I should be indifferent because obviously I don't hate it. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm drinking the beer faster than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's just you know uh, you know having grown up and being served pumpkin pie every fucking year and being resentful <laughs> of it that has tilted me from being kind of. You know, okay with it or blasé about it, just not enjoying it at all. Yeah. Um, I I like this stuff. I don't. I don't. To be honest, though, I don't really taste the pumpkin that strongly. I mean, I it just tastes like a very mellow. Um. Okay. When you say that strongly, though, you taste it, right? Because I'm picking it up. I'm enjoying the beer, and I think I I think I can taste the pumpkin. I can taste the spices, but they're not overpowering the ale part. Like you still get you still get the ale. I smell it more than I taste it. If I smell the beer, I can I can pick it up. Um, don't really taste it that strongly, though. It's very. Uh... It's a pumpkin ale. So what is it? It's got laurelwood pumpkin ale is brewed using pumpkin puree and a blend of seasonal spices, creating a smooth and robust amber ale. So it is. It does actually have real, real pumpkin in it. Yeah, and you can see the real pumpkin. I assume that's what's floating in it. I mean, it's murky as hell. Um, but it's not a bad beer. I just don't know that I would necessarily buy it uh, yeah. if. I'm sitting in in front of a bunch of other beers that I really enjoy. This probably wouldn't be at the top of the list, but I don't hate it. Somebody served it to me. Now, I know Slayer is like right around the corner, and Nkasi Slayer, which almost has a very similar profile minus the pumpkin. I enjoy that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, You know, they've got a lot of the wintry kind of seasons in it. It's a darker, not overly hoppy beer. And you know what? I bet you you it's real close to this minus the pumpkin. And that that beer I I enjoy a lot. Yeah. That's, um, I, to be honest though, if I didn't, if you hadn't told me this was a pumpkin beer, I don't know that I would have known. I mean, I, you, I can taste something in it. I can taste a little bit of spices in it, but right. it's not. We should have done I the don't. blind test. <laughs> Gee, right before Halloween, what kind of beer are we going to drink? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll have a little bit more of it. Do you want more? Yeah, no. Go ahead, hit me up with a little bit more. I, I, I do like it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a beer. You know, if, if Jeff was here, he'd be, do you give it a beer? Yeah, I give it a beer. <laughs> I give it a beer, sure. I don't hate and it. And do you, sir, give it a beer? That's how he'd say but it. he's not here, so it's only going to get two out of three anyway. So okay. that, that's about where it should sit. 
I would give it a beer. Um, okay. Like I said, I, it's not necessarily for the pumpkin quality of it. It's um, I like it. It's well like made. It. It's quality, right? You yeah. taste taste the quality. I mean, it doesn't taste like a shit beer. It's just you know, it doesn't have to be the flavor profile. I, I don't know. You know, like. is there are there any beers out of Oregon that suck? I don't know that we've ever encountered one at this point. Full Sail makes some. Yeah. Full Sail also makes the uh, the Lord of Darkness, that stuff that we had. Uh, that was really good, though. That was freaking awesome, man. It's that too was bad like... that's like a pub exclusive. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was like the Full Sail that I really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. They also do the, the Session beers, which I used to like a lot, but, you know, I don't uh-huh. know. I think my beer buds have gotten more complex now because the last time I tried having one, I went, oh, this is like a really cheap beer yeah it's like it's like trying to be a, like a good cheap beer and it's i suppose it is a good cheap beer you know if you want a case of beer for like 12 bucks yeah it fits the bill <laughs> i've been known to buy it when i was going to have people over who didn't necessarily love beer but you wanted to give them a, something a little bit better than they're used to drinking and, yeah yeah you, get, get the, you know you know it's funny that I, that just triggered a memory of the the comment about cheap beer and going back and trying things that you used to like um when I first started to get to know you, yeah. and I came over to your house a few times, um, Pyramid, you, you gave me, what's that? I was going to say, the, the couple times you brought over Pyramid Hefeweizen, and I was like, oh. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I have no, I have no. That's when you should go back and try. I want, I want to see what your opinion is of it now. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot sometime yeah. soon. Um, but I, I, I remember the first few times over, over at your house, you, you, you were, you were uh, pouring hard liquor. Yeah. Because I th- I probably told you I hated I hate beer because back then I thought I hated beer right and so I remember there was one time I came over to your house maybe the third or fourth time you brought out some beer and handed it to me and I was like oh fuck I was like I was like I don't want to spit on this guy's uh, guy's uh, sure hope cur- not no, no, you know get to know me like for five trips over you know three <laughs> you know you better better hold back a little bit well I was really I mean I was really I mean I, I know was, we hit it off like immediately yeah, like, yeah we yeah. got to be real close friends really fast yeah yeah. But I'd like to think at like date number three, you were still holding back a little bit. <laughs> I'm still holding back a little <laughs> bit, but <laughs> but you handed me this beer, and I and I was like, shit, I don't want to drink this. I really don't because I I thought at that point up to my life that I hated beer, and um, so I was like, all right, fine. And I started sipping, and I was like, holy shit, this isn't bad. This doesn't taste anything like what the stuff I'm used to tasting. And so I'm, I'm kind of drinking. I was like, wow, hold, what the fuck? This is, like, amazing. So I thought, wow, I found one beer in the world that I can actually drink without wanting to throw up. This one. Yeah. This is so, going to be the beer. Let me find out what its name is. Yeah. This is going to be the one I drink. I did, too. I asked you. I was like, wow, what is this? This is really good. And so the... Um, that was like the only beer that I really thought about, you know, focused on. I, it didn't occur to me that it was the class of beers, maybe the micro brews or the right. craft beers or whatever it was. It just, I was like, wow, that one beer right there, I actually like. And so they, um, it wasn't long after that when you invited me over, and that's where I met um, Jeff and Mike uh, mm-hmm. and Dave. That was the, the guy's night in thing. And I showed up, and I went out, and I bought this beer, and I was like, I remember being so, you know, I was like so excited. I was like, wow, I'm actually going to bring beer to a party or to to a get-together, and it's beer that I can drink. And so I show up with this. I set it down, and I remember your reaction was you looked at it, and you go, oh, that's an interesting pick. <laughs> and I didn't really think much about it, and so I grabbed it, and I started drinking, and I got through like two or three of those. And at one point, I was in the kitchen, and uh, and Mike Lucas was standing there, and he looks at it, and he goes, he goes, you really like that stuff, huh? And I was, I was like, yeah, I really like it. And he goes, you really like the cheap stuff. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, man, deflate my whole. It's like that beer, by the way, turned out to be um, New Belgian's Fat Tire, which I tried recently, and I fucking hated, hated it. it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I couldn't believe it, man. I got some like it was like a couple months ago. That that somebody memory. obviously left that at my house and I was pawning it off on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in all honesty, I loved it when I first had it. I think it was just the shock of tasting something that didn't taste like ass. Right. Really. Well, and I mean, I, it's it's an exploration, right? I mean, you know, you, you've got a lot of people will say they don't like beer, and it's because yeah. they just haven't had the beer that's right for them. And once you get the beer that's right for you, you've got to then have a little more balls and then try other stuff that's like of the same level, the same class. Yeah. I mean, and if you like PBR, why not try Oli? You know. Um. <laughs> yeah. If you like PBR, why not try jumping off a bridge? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to be nice. You know, I'm not trying to yeah. be too much of a beer snob. I recognize that some people are into that. Hey, I, you know what? I, I prefer Oli over PBR. I do. <laughs> PBR, I. We were out once, and somebody tried to give me their can of PBR because they couldn't finish it. And I thought, well, it can't be too much different than an Oli. It was. I couldn't drink it. Yeah. I just, you know, where we were at, they didn't have a lot of choices. I'll just go get another Oli. Yeah. I To me, the difference between PBR and Oli and Rainier and Budweiser is the difference between cow shit and dog shit and horse shit. It's just, it's all crap. I've never tasted any of that kind of mainstream, you know, the big name beers that I've, I thought were any good. Other than, I mean, I think the closest I've ever had to something that was that was a big company was the Samuel Adams, you know, from a couple months back that Jeff brought. The, I think was it you? you the, was it the cherry one? Yeah, that God, was that good. was really good. That was really damn good. I was shocked. I expected to hate it. Yeah, because you know, that's the only Sam Adams I've ever had that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um. So you go, you walk into a store, Rick, and you got to buy beer. What do you grab? My go-to beer, and Jeff mocks me for this, is the, uh, there's probably some, oh, no, there's not any sitting over there now because I cleaned it out. Um, it's the Black Butte. I'll grab a case of that or a six-pack of that. Oh, yeah. And that's, hey, it's not that's a bad beer. It's a good beer. I like that or Chainbreaker. Those two, it's Chainbreaker, I like, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it really depends. Like, if I want to treat, that that would be beer, uh, you know, both of those are, are good, but, you know, it'd be like, I don't feel like I'd be treating myself if I bought them. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, I need a beer. And, and I, you know... In the last couple of years where I've tried to this weight loss thing, it's like every time I try to have a beer, I like try to treat myself. Like I don't get to drink. Oh. If I was like a daily drinker drinking several times a week, you know, I, sure, I could do those. But every time now that I want to drink, it's mm. like I want to drink something special. And I get really offended if, if something passes my palate and it's not fantastic because it's like, <laughs> fuck. I've been waiting all this time to have a drink and you're, I'm going to have shit now? Yeah, yeah. That's and I, I made that, that. I had that mistake earlier this week, so that's kind of what brought it fresh into my memory. What uh, was? Uh, can I ask what the beer ass was? land? <laughs> you were asking for it. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I just keep trying because you know, one out of twelve is not perfect, but you know, someday they're they're bound to get two out of twelve. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the ginger, the ginger one. Somebody, they also oh, had a growler of the ginger one. It was good. I, I drank that till the growler was gone, and then moved on to wander. Yeah. Uh, no, which is great, you know. You know, they're batting one for 12. You know, if they made one good one, there's potential they could make two good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I, I saw that. I saw the ginger, what was it again? The yeah, ginger rye. Ginger rye, yeah. yeah. Um, that was available out at a little mini mart that's, that has uh, on the way out to Glenhaven. Yeah. And I saw that on the board. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get some of that. And I was like, I asked, and they were out of growlers. I was like, what <laughs> the? Why do you have this if you're out of them? I didn't bring one with me. It's right. Like, we're, yeah. We're not to the point yet where we carry them in the trunk. <laughs> That's okay. Just I'm going to cut my hands and just put it in there. And I'll yeah. just carry it home that way. Oh, just pour me a glass. I'll just get in the car and drink no, it. No, that is home. weird. That is a weird. Um, it's, it's bizarre that, that Aslan 
make so many shitty beers, but they've got that one on their list, and it's, it's well, they just nailed the f- they, they yeah they nailed the pro- flavor profile. I think yeah. you know they've got some skill sets behind them. They just yeah I, I, they're just not seasoned enough. Yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to go back and go to Deschutes twenty years ago and see what they were making. It's probably great. It's probably fantastic, but it might not have been. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it's just hard to say. Uh, I think the one thing they probably haven't done is bring in somebody who's a little bit more aged and experienced, like a Mark Martin, you know, the guy who did our yeah, uh, beer yeah. bus tour. You know, he, what, a lot of what he does, he goes around to, like, people who are starting up breweries, and, you know, he uh, uh, consults them, and, like, let's start... Oh, I didn't I didn't know he did that. Yeah, that, that that's his other big gig and why he's not available on a lot of weekends. Cause he's oh, that's cool. Doing that's this cool. consulting. Yeah. Um, and I think probably if they had a... Uh, yeah, because I know, because I, I talked to somebody around the way, and they were like... Yeah, we were talking, and they were asking me which why people don't like their beer, and you know the person couldn't give them an honest opinion because <laughs> they, they, you know, because of where they worked, and it was like you know this whole thing like they they maybe they kind of get that people are not enjoying their beer, uh, yeah. And, but you know, bring on a consultant, find find some people who know because obviously they've got the equipment, they've got yeah. the location, they've got an audience already built in. You know, you drive past the place. And before they lose the audience, why not get some people to yeah. consult and go, hey, yeah. this is good. Do it this way. Uh, well, you know, I mean, they they could. If I guess if I was the owner of Aslan, I would probably look at you and say, well, I've the place is packed every night. So what? why should I listen to you? Well, that would go into my, re- uh, my movie review of the film Chef, which is almost the same concept where oh. the, the opening of the movie is, is the chef arguing with the owner. <laughs> And the owner, of course, says, hey, there's asses in seats to do what you do been doing for the last 10 years. Uh, oh. So it'd be very much along the same lines, maybe. Yeah. It, you, know, they, they, you know, they did. They did. They went the opposite direction of, say, a Wander, right? You walk into Wander, they're in a warehouse mm-hmm. with cheap-ass tables. It's, it's got the Bellingham vibe, nonetheless. Yeah. But they're not Wander, where they bought a building and converted it into a, a gastro pub and then not have the years of experience or the quality behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they've got a certain clientele there that goes, "Hey, this looks, this place looks cool," or, or "Hey, they're making microbrews. Let's go there and drink." Right. Uh, what they don't have is a reputation that they've built up over time uh, mm-hmm. because they haven't been around for a long time, and they put all this investment into equipment and getting opened and publicity. And maybe they didn't invest in much, uh, you know, in the food or, you know, the back-end stuff. But they've got asses in seats. But, you know, to be honest, I think that's only going to last for so long before people go, huh, I can get a better beer elsewhere. I can get better food right. elsewhere. All right. Sure, it looks cool in here, and the dude's wearing his his hat backwards. <laughs> Me and him are bros. <laughs> but I think I think if... And I really hope they figure it out. I don't wish them any ill. I just, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, neither do I. It's, it's like, you know, looking at kids and going, hey, you know, just be smart enough to know that you don't know everything and you need help right now. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, that would, I mean, yeah, it would be kind of cool if they did sort of uh, do They a could, they in- totally could. They're totally in the position, I think, where they're bringing in the ends. They've obviously got the traffic and they're pushing their kegs out. Like, their kegs are everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, any, any, any small pub you go to, you know, a lot of times they're going to have an Aslan. But I, th- I think bring bring some people in with some years behind them, a little bit of experience. Uh, yeah, that's only going to go so far. Like I'll, I like I said, I wish I wish them a lot of well. But uh, you know what they're doing right now? It's it's lacking soul. It's not necessarily lacking heart. Like you can taste the effort in there. They just don't know how to get where they're going. Yeah. Um. You know, and it reminds me of you know of kids. Yeah. 
young people. Huh. I'm old and cranky. Maybe that's, that's what my problem is. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. It would be really cool to see them kind of turn that around a little bit, and then because we get we, another we, great brewery in Bellingham. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy that we're Bellingham's so small, and we've got, like, how many how many are good ones are here right now? I mean, there's... Uh, you, you know, the two that are just, you know, every time we talk about beer, and you can even say the three, it's Menace... Wander and Kalshin. Okay, I've yeah, just been yeah. nailing it. Just it, you, from the get go, hit the ground running. Yeah, uh, you could argue too. The Boundary Bay is a, is a really good uh, brewery in Bellingham, but I've me personally, I'm not <laughs> blown away by their stuff. I've had some good stuff there, but my 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 biggest problem is every time I've drank there, I've gotten this weird headaches. Like there's there's yeah. something to the wheat they use that just you know like I have I have an allergy to MSG. Lots of people do. Okay, yeah. My thinking is is. Uh, it's probably something along those lines. It's probably something in the wheat. Maybe it's even MSG because MSG will occur naturally in in wheat. Yeah. And it just gives me the worst headache ever. That's crazy that you say that because that's what happened to me. The one time I drank a lot of their beer, I ended up with this ridiculous headache. Like the, your head just feels numb. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I thought it was almost it was almost like a migraine. Not quite that bad, but it was definitely worse than a regular headache. It was very persistent. You know how you know how like the regular yeah, headache yeah. if you just sort of sit down and you're quiet for you know it's you, fine but yeah, yeah you no, take some is, aspirin feels like a brick sitting on the front of your yeah head. weird yeah that's crazy I thought I thought that was just a wow okay I'm glad I'm not alone in that <laughs> and, and, you know well I mentioned it to other people and they go oh you were just drunk because it makes such a good beer and I you know, you know what I get drunk often enough uh, I know that that's not the normal kind no of the stuff I was drinking I was just drinking because everything else that was available that night was not anything interesting to me so i just kept going for that well it'd be interesting if 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 anybody on our facebook you know we don't have a ton of followers but if anybody else <laughs> has had the same experience i'd, I'd love to know if, if you know it's you and me and i've heard it from a few others that they yeah. could just get the worst headache from it weird yeah that's interesting I, and i won't even drink it because i you know uh sometimes i'll eat msg yeah it's a really good pho place in vancouver I will go there and I will eat and know that I'm going to have a really bad headache and high blood pressure afterwards. Yeah. But it's worth the price of admission. It's that good. <laughs> the problem with boundaries, it's not worth that headache. I eat. This food is so good, it's worth destroying my <laughs> health over. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's, that's where I lie with boundary. Like, I, I, I wish I knew what, what it was. Um, yeah. And maybe it, maybe it doesn't happen. I, you know, I haven't gone back in a few years to even try it. Um, Maybe maybe that's all gone away. Who knows? They've yeah, they've kind of become non-existent in my mind. I don't think of Boundary Bay when I think of Bellingham they're, breweries. They are the they are the biggest brewer in town, though by by far. I mean, their yeah. beer goes all over the place. I know I, the the couple other things that I've tried by them. I don't remember what they are. I just remember being incredibly unimpressed with it. Yeah. Just kind of you know, it was things in bottles that yeah. I picked up at the stores just on a whim. Yeah, well, they're and the granddaddy. Was, well, who else is there then? We've got Menace, Wander, yeah, Colshin, um, Colshin. Um, Ah, there's more places than that. There's a couple more places than that. No, there's the North Fork. Okay, sure. North Fork. I had the argument with Miller. I go, well, we got the North Fork, too. We go, look at all these great breweries we have. And I said, well, and then the North Fork. And he goes, that's not Bellingham. Oh, in my mind, it is. I mean, it it's, it's 30 minutes, yeah, but, you know, it's 30 minutes. And that, it's not like anybody else can lay claim to them, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're closer than anybody else. It's Maple Falls, oh, damn right. it. <laughs> No, they exist right there only because of the traffic that comes from Bellingham through that area. I mean, yeah. that you could, it's pretty much... Well, and I know we wanted to record this episode there yesterday, and then it, it fell apart. Yeah. Um, I've never been, amazingly enough. I mean, I've driven... 
I, you know, I don't drive by it as much as you do because if I'm on my way out to Jeff's house, I come out oh, the back the way. way. Yeah, yeah. But when I drive, when the few times I have driven by, coming that direction, mm-hmm. it seems like it's always busy. And I know the beer is is fantastic, and I know that they work with a lot of the other brewers. Like I, you know, I know they've done some stuff with Wander and Elizabeth Station. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's some connectivity there. So I, I, you know, I there's no doubt in my mind. You know, everything I've tried from them has been really good. So yeah, there. Um, I I've been in there twice. I think. Um, both times. Oh no, once with Jeff getting pizza. <laughs> when when we were removing it was the really tree. good pizza too yeah it was excellent pizza it was great pizza um but it, it seems like a really cool place and uh, what's funny is i drove past that thing what is it now like a year and a half i've driven out there every every month to jeff's if not more frequently than right. that and, and i never noticed the it. D&D game and then whatever yeah. else is happening yeah there. and so i've never noticed this thing i've driven past it so many times and it was only in the last uh what three or four months that i became aware of it and uh Especially with the pizza. God, that pizza was, was awesome. It was kind of unexpected that it was going to be that good. And, uh, yeah, it's weird, though, just to know that I've been driving past that damn thing. I've never even never even paid attention to it. I just thought it was a bar. Right. This is what I thought it was. I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah, well, our friend so. Mark Martin mentioned it. You know, he said we were all from Bellingham. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, yeah, you guys got the uh, North Fork. They do really good stuff. Wow. This, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> this is, wow, this is way different. Yeah. Is that wow good because you had to... I have to think about it. Yeah? Um, I guess our listeners are probably confused. We just switched to the second beer, which is uh, Southern Tier Imperial Pumpkin. Pumpkin. It's Imperial. Yeah. It's going to be a little pumpkins. bit higher ABV. The clarity on this is quite a bit different. Uh, yeah. It's more of a, uh, an amber. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of shit floating around in it. I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad. It's got a much different taste. A lot... lot sh- I don't know what the mm. word is. It's a lot stronger. It's a lot uh, more assertive. You know, I, I, I as good as the last one was, and, and I enjoyed it, that this one might be, I couldn't drink it all night long, but I'd drink a bomber of it. Yeah. I think um, I think I like the first one better, actually. Yeah. Um, I can taste the pumpkin a lot more strongly in this one. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a good thing, actually. <laughs> Maybe that's what the magic is of the uh, of the laurel wood. Uh, it's more of an ale. ale. This one's more of a pumpkin a pumpkin ale. Yeah, I can actually. I would know that this is pumpkin if you if you handed this one to me on a blind mm. test. But uh, yeah, I, I like know. this. This one's more in your face, though. I mean, I mean, I think that's what I like about it. It's like very aggressive. It doesn't fuck around. Yeah, I, you know what? I like both of them. I think if I if you put both of these in front of me, I would go with the Laurelwood one, but I wouldn't I wouldn't balk at the uh, yeah. Southern Tier either. Yeah, well, I'm enjoying it. Wow, pumpkin beer. Who knew? Yeah, so getting back to the desolation of smog and pumpkins. <laughs> I hadn't forgotten, Rick. I know I know, I know. I drifted you. You know, the problem is we don't have Jeff here to keep me in line, so I'm just, I'll just take you wherever I want to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff's so good at keeping us in line. <laughs> but the desolation of smog. Okay, so what was the topic actually was that I had seen it twice. First time I loved it. Second time I actually kind of hated it. Um, what I loved about it the second time I watched it, I didn't, hundred, I didn't completely hate it. What I found myself noticing, though, was that anything that I knew was part of the book, I loved. And, 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 you know, he had to pad it out with a lot of other stuff, which I don't, I don't, it's fine with me. I don't mind. I'm not a purist about this stuff. I don't care if he takes Tolkien's story and pads it out into a bigger story, because a lot of that stuff is actually taken from other works that Tolkien did, like the stuff about um, Gandalf going to this, uh, to the castle. I forget the name of it right now. And looking for Sar- Saruman, mm-hmm. or, uh, Sauron, Sauron yeah. hiding there. That's actually that's actually from Tolkien's other writings. 
he wrote that in um, the Silmarillion, in that other the other book that he had of, of the one I haven't tales. read. Yeah, that one's that one's a tough read though. I've, I've I you know I, I open it. it up, I started it, I was like. <laughs> like it reads like a textbook. Yeah, it's like a history book. That's exactly what it is. But um, it just um, that kind of stuff. For some reason, the stuff there were certain things that I was reading, and I and I thought that I liked that stuff. But especially the stuff at the end, the stuff that got tacked on at the end, like with the river, the the battle along the river while they're floating in the barrels, that felt very Steven Spielbergish to me. Which I I don't have a problem with Steven Spielberg's action sequences and stuff, yeah. but it doesn't belong in the Hobbit. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 in going back to Star Wars again, yeah. it, it felt very much like the factory, the robot factory scene where they're all hopping around, and it's like, let's make this a video game. The kids love video games. Let's make a video game. Right, right, right. And yeah, uh, it's kind of corny. Didn't really like that part. Um, didn't add anything to the film. It didn't really make it more action packed because it was so fucking lame to watch. You know, I didn't really care. Right. You know, who's gonna make it to the end? Um, <laughs> All it did was stall the movie for a good seven minutes, which is funny because the movie does feel a little long. Even even in the first viewing, where I was really was really impressed with it, it did feel a little long. Right, you know, it felt like it went on a little too long. So they could have cut a lot of that stuff out, or at least cut it down really quite a bit. They didn't need the little gate thing creating the tension with the you know blocking everybody's barrels and somebody has to climb up oh, and God. pull the lever. They didn't need to add all the stuff about the one elf getting. Hit with the arrow, and or did so they? The, or did they? Is it just is you that, and me, or does the, the ADD nation need <laughs> that kind of bullshit to keep their attention? I don't know. I don't know. I to me, it seems like at that point in the story, you've gone through. You're at one and a half movies at that point. It's it's okay now. We can get to the mountain and see the dragon. We don't have to keep holding that off and holding it off and making it. You know, like the Merkwood scenes were awesome. I thought that was fantastic. Like the. Especially the shot where they show Bilbo looking down at his own feet and his view of his feet are as if he's walking backward. You mm-hmm. know, just all the weird little visual things they were doing doing that part. I thought that was great. I mean, I thought he did a fantastic job with that. Um, I just thought just that all that padding out at the end, you know, with all this extra stuff that it, it just felt like, okay, we get it. You're trying to hold off getting to the mountain into the dragon and making it feel really, you know, like it's a big payoff at the end, but you know, it's been a movie, one and a half movies at this point. It's fine. Go ahead and skip all the stuff in the town with the fish barrels and the guys, you know, the guys in the Give town. Give us the money shot. Just creaming <laughs> all over us. We're ready. I'll put up with an extra 20 you, minutes at the end you, of the movie that's fucking boring, like asking? the Two Towers Extended Edition. <laughs> Just give me the fucking dragon already. You're asking uh, Peter Jackson to, to spooge all over here. <laughs> On my face, on my tits, on my ass, whatever's gonna make him happy as long as he's showing me the dragon. Yeah, I don't know. It just and then once they finally did meet the dragon, one of the things that I thought was always cool about the original book and and like the uh, as cheesy it is as it is the Rankin Bass cartoon, which which did hold pretty closely to the book um, because they couldn't write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can't write. But, let's let's stick true to the author's vision here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's it's. Bilbo goes in all by himself, and it's his his interaction with the dragon that sets it all off, not the whole Scooby Doo sequence of sneaking around the inside the uh, mountain, you know. And the and they even had a shot that was exactly like when I when I watched it, I thought, God damn, this is like Scooby Doo when they're chasing the bad guy and they can't quite get him, and you you see the shot of the hallway and the bad guy goes through one set of yeah. doors, and you know, uh, uh, Fred and. Belma go through, you know, it's it's like, what? This is silly, because at one point they actually do show the dwarves going across this 
hall, you know, this platform, uh-huh. and they look up, and the dragon's literally going like in this direction over them. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man! You might as well just put in the little Hanna Barbera doors opening and closing, you know, and make it silly because it was silly. And I and I, and I don't know why I didn't pick up on that the first time. But and then the the thing with the melting the statue. You know, it instantly melts and becomes like the. It was just like Jesus, seriously, man. Just stick to the book on this one. Go let Bilbo go in, have his little smart ass conversation with the dragon, piss the dragon off, and then he takes off. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. That was a bigger deal for, to me. That would be a million times more dramatic than this. You know, this big chase through the mountain, because that that also sets up Bilbo with his whole. You know, I'm. You know, in in the book, at least, he felt like he was responsible for having gone in there and done this. And then, you know, the dragon goes out and attacks the city. Right. And, and you know, it's the one little guy who made one mistake and everybody else is paying for it. And that's a theme in um, Tolkien's, you know. Sounds like my weekend. (laughs) You pissed a dragon off this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a... (laughs) I probably figured out most of this story without you telling me. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to Tetris the movie. Tetris the movie, huh? <laughs> well, before we get to Tetris the movie, I'll say, um, you know, it, it brings up this really interesting discussion about, okay, you say it's very Scooby-Doo-ish. How do you know that's not what he's aiming for? We know Peter Jackson's a huge weed smoker, and... <laughs> Could it be that he's like, look, I've got to make this movie. It's got to get asses into seats. But I want to have fun with it. Let me have fun with it. Let me do Scooby-Doo. As, as, because you t- take a look at a movie like uh, the Kevin Smith movie with uh, si- Silent Bob and Jay Strike Back, right? Right. That was basically a redoing of uh, an old uh, Warner Brothers cartoon. If you watch it again, knowing that it's a Warner Brothers cartoon... It makes perfect oh, fucking well, yeah. sense. Yeah. It, it, how, how do we know this isn't Peter Jackson going, fuck you all, I'm doing Scooby-Doo? Because well, Jay and Silent Bob are supposed to be funny, so it's okay if they if they pay homage to you know, the Warner Brothers cartoons because they're in the same, you know, they're on the same wavelength. But when you're taking I'm The Hobbit you, Pete, yeah. and you're trying to channel Scooby-Doo, it just, I don't know. You know, if Peter Jackson didn't silly. come across as like a huge Lord of the Rings fan, like if it, if it wasn't for that... I would say he's probably in bed right now, just laughing and jerking off and going, oh, yeah, I got you guys. Sure. Uh, yeah, I yeah. got you. I did a fucking <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie. I switched the characters around, and you guys all thought it was The Hobbit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, as long as in the next movie during the Battle of the Five, Five Armies, as long as the, you know, the mystery van doesn't pull up with the, uh, with the team in there, I guess I can, I can let it go. Doesn't get too Are we taking odds on that? I can envision a scene that's the mystery van pulling up. <laughs> They yank off Gandalf's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> Fuck me. I bet you it's going to happen. No, I've gotten away with it, too. I'm going. Meddling kids. I'm going for it. Mystery van <laughs> in, in whatever the third one's called. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you will see it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the I like the movie. I'm just saying that the... Uh, my second viewing was a lot less. You weren't in awe anymore, and you no, were. Like, I, it sounds fact, like you were like kind of critiquing it. Did it yeah, ha- it really was. In it, in I the found. in the span in between, had you seen any movies that would maybe open up your your uh, your your inner critic? 
<laughs> not really, not you that know, I can like think of. With the six months, it wasn't like Top Gun or nothing. But it went oh, like... no, no, no. You know what? I've got that. Uh, that's on our topics list, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, for, for, for the listener's benefit, I have a, a list of movies that I. You'll have to friend Rick on watch. Facebook. If, you, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you're not already friends with Rick, just go ahead and friend him, and then you can see this list of movies that he hasn't watched, which is basically everything. <laughs> Just about everything from the 80s. But I did watch, um, I watched a whole bunch of them. I got back, I took a long break from it because I just couldn't take it. It was like, I watched, Top Gun was one of the last movies I watched. And I was like, fuck, I can't keep doing it. Well, I know we haven't been recording a podcast in like three weeks. I noticed that you're like, have caught up on other movies. I've been doing the same myself. I watched a bunch of movies in this last couple of weeks. I was like, where did I find time to watch movies? Oh, we're not doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I watched, um, I watched Witness. Which I'd never seen before. Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. About the little Amish kid. Yeah. That was a good movie. Um, pretty good. I mean, I, I remember it being quite the phenomenon when it came out. I mean, people were like going crazy for that movie when it came out. Um, I think it was more about uh, just the people I think were I was too young to give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's. Is that late 80s, early 90s? Uh, about 1984, I think. Oh, yeah. 86. I was way too young to give a fuck in 84. Yeah. I think people were go- going kind of crazy about it because it, it did, a, I'm assuming, a, a realistic depiction of the Amish lifestyle instead of like a cartoony. Ron Springer! <laughs> That's all I know about the Amish. I, I did go back. I watched. I know I watched Witness like in the '90s, and I remember going. Hey, yeah. I don't know what the big deal is here. Just didn't. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, I wouldn't I can watch Solo. it again. It should just be Han Solo. And that should be it. Why would do Ford, anything else? Why is it Harrison Ford wasting his time with this when he? Could well, I mean, I, I'll give him like the Han whip, Solo. right? If he wants to be indie, fine. Yeah. <laughs> indie is just Han Solo with a different fucking jacket. <laughs> not funny, you know. Harrison Ford does not. He is not, I guess, um, I've read, I'm assuming that this is accurate. He does not like, he's not a big fan of Star Wars in the Indiana Jones movies. He's just not into that. He's probably a movie snob, and movie snobs wouldn't be. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like, you'd think if those things made his career, I think. I, I guess maybe he doesn't like the idea that those were... You're right. He's, you know, yeah. I and I'd feel the same way. Like, like if anybody only ever had my chocolate chip cookies, and for some reason I was famous for my chocolate chip cookies, I'd go. But you haven't even tried my pizza. You haven't had my tacos. The fact that you know you're making me famous for my my famous Amos cookies. Yeah. Well, I hate you all, and I hate those cookies. <laughs> it's not what I want to be known for. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. Maybe those are uh, Star Wars is his cookies. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I also watched uh, Serpico, which was a great movie. Really enjoyed that. Although it's really funny watching movies from from the seventies like that because the editing and the pacing are so different, and it's just you, like you slow, watch right? Yeah, very slow. It's so weird, but they're kind of cool slow. Yeah, it is. I don't I don't dislike it. In fact, I could see. Um, you know, there's a lot of emulation of the '70s nowadays in in movies and stuff, but it's it's always the visual right. part of it with the today's pacing. It's like I and could it, see it, I could see doing that kind of pacing in a in a modern movie. You know? Yeah, you know, I I think you could. I, I don't think anybody would watch it, but you know, I really appreciate when you go <laughs> when you do go back. You get less story, right? You know, movies hour and a half, hour two hours. Yeah, yeah. And because of the pacing, you get much less movie, like much less story. 
But the parts you, you, that you get are, are more fine-tuned. Yeah, yeah. But And there's a lot of um, what you'd call, I, you could call them grace notes, I guess, is what a lot of people call them. There's like moments in the movie where I just watch it, and I was like, what was the point of that scene? There's a scene where he's t- he's sitting out on his um, deck, or out on his like garden, and his, and his neighbor, he like lives in the city somewhere, so there's just a wall between them, a little, little short wall. And his neighbor walks out, and she's watering her plants. And they get into this conversation about, hey, I like your plants, and oh, I like your plants. Your garden's really beautiful, and blah blah blah. And then you can kind of get a sense of like he's flirting with her a little bit. Yeah. And it's and I thought that scene would not survive in in a movie nowadays. They would have cut that out because it from like, well, from, it didn't do anything for the story. Get yeah, rid of it. Well, from a from a newer director, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. From yeah. from an experienced director that nobody will touch, that'd be a Quentin Tarantino moment where it's like, and it's grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> the bullshit or the Peter Jackson with the fucking we don't want to yeah we don't want to go that route right yeah <laughs> um but no when you when you look at a movie paced back and uh I'll go 80s and I'll go John Woo you watch some of his Hong Kong cinemas okay. and all he's doing is emulating 70s movies and then bringing them into the 80s in the Hong Kong fashion and you get a lot of those same like slow moments that are like Slow, but for some reason they just make you appreciate the characters more. Yeah, yeah. Without necessarily, you, you know, it's 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 almost like you know learning to appreciate Rick Anderson. You know, I mean, Rick Anderson <laughs> doesn't have to jump barrels for me. <laughs> We're gonna sit and chill, there, and there, I'll just get to love you. Are there focus groups out there talking about me right now? There should be. There should be. <laughs> but if there's not, think, I'll make one. I think that's probably part of the problem is that you have focus group. You know, you have the whole focus group mentality with movies nowadays. You know, they they will actually screen movies to groups prior to release, and then they'll re-edit based on you know, oh, the audience didn't like that little thirty seconds of the character. You know, and it, but, it's just. It, Shouldn't we be moving away from that though? I mean, okay, if you, yeah. if you if you take 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 that right, and then take where cinema is going right now, which is more of a YouTube format where people are producing their own content and, right. and making their own shit that other people are watching, right. and it's it's much more gorilla, gorilla, <laughs> it's more monkey esque. Um, you would think we'd be moving into this natural progression where people start making movies that are you know, hey, what I want to see, and I don't give a fuck what you want to see, right. Yeah, oh and yeah. if you like it, cool. Because you know, I can do it for super cheap. I can shoot it on my iPhone six plus. Right. Um, and I heard a thing on NPR yesterday about um, they've signed uh, Netflix has signed Adam Sandler to do four movies. Four. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, you're probably. I, I'm sensing you have the same reaction I have, which is Adam Sandler four movies. <laughs> what the? That's like eight hours of my life. I I do not want to give away. Um, but I to me, I was I was I was kind of a little moment of ambivalence, which is you know I I it's I I love the idea of people outside the Hollywood system kind of disrupting that whole thing and saying, hey, we're going to grab your you know some of these bigger celebrities mm-hmm. and give them deals to make movies in this Adam other Sandler hasn't place. made a movie in a while, right? And probably because he had stopped making ducats off of them. Like he'd, yeah. he you know, he had gotten to the point where Adam Sandler's kind of the punchline. Like he he did his family series, he did like a sequel to that. And I know everybody goes, Oh, what a piece of shit. And the first one was kind of a piece <laughs> of shit too. Yeah. And to be honest, I never really loved a lot of Adam Sandler's movies. Sometimes they're fun to watch, just depending on, you know, your mood or whatever. Yeah. But no, this is actually kind of a good thing because it's like Netflix going, Hey, you make four movies, we don't even give a fuck. They got yeah, your yeah, name attached. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And make it happen. We're gonna get our ends back because we're not gonna give you very much because you're not worth very much anymore. <laughs> 
Now, if I'm he, sure that's what they said to him too, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, if he was if he was commanding the same amount of money he was making in the late '90s, they yeah. could never do that. Like like he would just ask for, for too much money. But he, being a household name, though he is he is somebody that they can they can take and promote him, and right. they could probably earn back. They could get enough views on Netflix. They're, I'm I'm even considering watching it just to support the idea because right. I think it's a cool idea, and I think it's a fantastic idea if they if they start offering more. You know, filmmakers and writers and comedians or whatever, the ability to make movies outside the whole Hollywood system and say, hey, we don't give a shit about it going into theaters. We don't care how many how how much popcorn it's going to sell. You know, we just want you to make the movie that you want to make. You know, who knows? Adam Sandler may end up making some decent movies with this because he's not under any pressure to you know, do anything that he yeah. wouldn't like. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be his movie. Right. Like at the end, right. he, he could probably sign his name at the bottom line. And that was the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. So, so who where knows? Did, where, did, where did this start, though? I mean, it's a cool idea. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I, I just heard the uh, the there was some discussion of it on NPR for just right. a little little bit, and We're I saw. We're not going to give OKS the, the credit for it. What's that? Kevin Smith for going fuck you Hollywood. Oh, oh, here's Red State. Oh, I didn't think about that. Here's yeah, my yeah, built-in yeah. audience. I know yeah. I can make my ends back. Yeah, I'm not going to blow a bunch of money on making a movie. I'm not going to blow a bunch of money on promoting a movie. I know that I have a built-in audience. I'm going to make a, a movie for cheap, and I'm going to make my money back. <laughs> yeah, I guess he kind of did that, didn't he? He did the uh, he did well. He he toured it around though, and did did the private yeah, the not private showing, but semi private showing. Yeah, semi private showing. And then now it's on Netflix, more or less doing the same thing because the the makers of the film do get do get money every time it's watched on Netflix. Right. So I wonder if I mean I I hate to give Kevin Smith. There's probably somebody else. Like this is probably not originally Kevin's idea, but he's the first guy that comes to mind. Like where I go, yeah. Here's a guy who decided he wanted to go completely out of Hollywood system after making a couple movies that he wasn't necessarily happy with. Yeah, I enjoyed them, but he wasn't necessarily happy with them. Yeah, they weren't necessarily the films he wanted to make, and he starts making movies that he wants to make, and he's not worried about making money because he's making them for cheap. His his latest being Tusk. Which I haven't seen, but I, I kind of want to go see. But at the same time, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having that same reaction. I keep looking at the previews, going, uh, "If it wasn't Kevin Smith, I don't know that I would even have any right, interest." Right, right. If it wasn't all. Kevin Smith, I might not have interest. But the fact that it is Kevin Smith, maybe it's interesting. Like Red State, I don't know that yeah. I wanted to see Red State, but I enjoyed Red State a lot. Yeah, I would have wanted to see Red State though. I think if I had seen the trailer for that, I would have said that's a movie I think I want to see. Um, that it was a uh, that's I don't know it's a, it's a but it's kind of his model. It's like you know, it, it, Adam Sandler wouldn't be doing anything different. He'd be going, "Look, I know I have an audience. You know, there yeah. there are particular dude bros in this nation that want to see my movies." Yeah. Give me ten million dollars or whatever paltry amount it is, and well, see, but I'm I'm hoping he can he, with the with since he's on Netflix and this is a, a whole other whole other thing. Maybe Adam Sandler can do something a little different than his little, you know, right? And, and, and maybe they'd be his, you know, I don't, his usual thing does I don't not know appeal Adam to well me. enough. It, <laughs> I do. I'll call him up here. And talk give him a call and see, see what his intentions are. Do you, okay, so so this is the play you're making, right? You have the opportunity to make what you really want to make, or yeah. you have the opportunity to make something that's maybe commercially successful, like the Desolation yeah. of Smog. Do you do it in your vision, or do you try to get asses in seats? Yeah. Like he's got four movies lined up. His game plan might be four movies, not enough for me. I want to make eight. I want to make ten. Yeah. I want to keep asses and seats so let me just dial it back and not have it be exactly what i'd like it to be yeah 
But see, this isn't even, it's not even, you're not even talking about seats at all. You're not talking about ticket sales at all. It's, they've completely removed it from that. And it's just make the movie you want to make and let's see how it does, you know, if people mm. actually watch it on Netflix. I might watch it. I yeah. at least I might at least read a review on it and see if it's <laughs> worth watching. Which you know you giggle. I like how quickly you back off from I might watch it out. I might read a review or two about it. <laughs> in all honesty, though, that's more than I would I would ever give an Adam Sandler movie mm-hmm. coming if it shows up in the theater. Yeah. Adam Sandler, yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. I like I would I'd ever never... spend money. Yeah. I might download it because it might be funny because he's got a couple that are good. He was good. He's a funny guy. It's just that I've, I've, what little I've seen of his movies, I just, it's like Jim Carrey. I can watch a Jim Carrey sketch from uh, In Living Color, I can watch his stand up. He's hilarious. But his movies, I just, I'm, I watch Dude. it and I'm just like, what is so funny about this? Well, I watched Dumb and Dumber. I watched uh, Ace Ventura and I was just like, the whole time, I'm like, this is stupid. Mm. Okay. Oh, oh, did I hit a did I hit yeah. a nerve? <laughs> dumb and Dumber's pretty good. I don't think you can fuck with Dumb and Dumber. I might have. Maybe I'll give it another shot at some point. But I don't remember finding it funny at all. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's not just him. You know, he's with the Bridges brother. You know, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Dumb and Dumber's real good. Okay. Well. But his other I, movies, I respect your opinion about movies, so I might actually uh, go back and revisit that one. Yeah, but mean. Ace Ventura. Don't even talk to me about that one because yeah. that's that's cable, I won't watch it. Cable guy, I tried to watch yeah. once, and I can't even remember which Adam Sandler movies I've sampled because they they left absolutely no no imprint on me whatsoever. Um, not even remotely dates. funny. Yeah, no. I kind of like that one. It's kind of cute. Him and yeah. Drew Barrymore. She's got the amnesia. Oh 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 oh! oh, oh. The so wedding I, singer. The yeah. wedding singer. Yeah, that's one that singer, I saw, I'd and probably I probably never watch again. But I have watched a few times, so that yeah. you know puts it where it's at. Yeah, I didn't like that movie. I mean, at all. It, it, <laughs> and in thinking about it, yeah, like my favorite parts of his movie are not even him; it's the other guy. Yeah, uh, the Schneider. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Rob. Rob Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, that's yeah. why I love in his movies. Yeah, he's funny. Um, that's the uh, making copies guy. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he in a lot of his movies? He's in like all of them. Oh, okay, okay. That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if Adam Sandler is now is like shunned by the you know by the Hollywood, you know, the industry after you know, doing that, this. That industry can eat itself and die. Yeah, it's I, yeah, yeah. I end up with movies like Red or movies like uh, Days of Thunder, which is one of the movies that I watched recently. Uh, which is that's just, a car movie. I'm, yeah, I've, I've kind of. <laughs> You know, my problem is whenever I get into something, I get into it real deep. So I've been spending yeah. a lot of time like watching cars. Yeah. And I thought, oh, Days don't Thunder- tell me. Did you like that movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, good. I don't know that I want to watch it, though. <laughs> Reading your review, I go, oh, well, maybe I better avoid that one. I'll, I'll go awful. back and watch All Cars Go to Heaven hey, again. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you know what? If uh, If they could edit Days of Thunder down to just like the 15 minutes worth of racing scenes, okay, I'll watch that again. But uh, any of the... Fucking ridiculous story, or you know, cardboard characters. Yeah. No, I give me a review of Days of Thunder solo. I'm going to um, Days way. of Thunder. Yeah, this was another Jerry Bruckheimer movie, which I have learned. I've, I'm having like a Pavlovian response to uh, the logo, the Jerry Bruckheimer logo at the beginning of a movie. Every time I see it, I have that little moment of, dear God, no, please make it stop. Um, his movies are just. I, I can't even, I don't know if I can find the right words for it. They are just, um, the characters are not believable. They're, it's like they're all exaggerations of real people. Um, they are 
the plot seems to be um, kind of a created out of a, sort of a cut and paste kind of thing out of all these other seems to be a sort of a standardized thing. Um, uh, never really anything interesting or surprising. You know, you always start with the the character who's uh, troubled, has a troubled past, is uh, but is really good at something. You know, really good at something in particular, and so that's the thing that that saves them and pulls them up out of this troubled past. And you know, along the way, they they destroy relationships and they they have best friends who get angry at them, and you know, all this big drama. And and uh, there's always the the person who who despises them, who is the key to their success. And so they have to win that person over. And, and I've seen that template so many times in these Jerry Bruckheimer movies. I just want to scream. And uh, Days of Thunder was pretty much that template all over again. Um, uh, Days of, it was also another one of these uh, Tom Cruise movies that made me hate Tom Cruise because you have movies like... Um, Risky Business and Cocktail and uh, there's probably a few others, Top Gun, um, uh, movies like that where he's basically playing the guy that everybody wants to be, this really cool guy. And uh, <laughs> I kept talking the whole time you went to the bathroom. That was really impressive. Uh. That's amazing. I, I liked how I set you up. Like I really wanted to give you a moment because I've been like holding it. And I was like, God, there's no Jeff here. Can Rick really talk for a few minutes? No, on his I own? did. I actually kind of went off a little bit about, you know, about the Jerry Bruckheimer template for the movies he always seems to do the same thing and and the fact that you've got that coupled with this time with tom cruise who always at that phase in his career i think was playing only guys that everybody wanted to be like the cool guy the the hot shot you know like risky ris- business and that was risky it. business no cocktail top gun you got this movie where he's like that other ones. um color of money which was actually a good movie i would i oh, read got that paul movie. newman in that so yeah, i rated that movie pretty high and uh, who was the director the director was someone um noteworthy I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, he's very memorable. I can't remember who it was. Um, but uh, I, I think everybody else kind of carried that for him. But that but he, was another movie he, where he was sort of... Didn't uh, he do the Pirates movie, though? That's Brockheimer, isn't it? Pirates movie? What's that? Pirates of Caribbean. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. You know, I, I accept that he might do a few good movies if he gets the right talent together. But, you know, these these movies that he did in the 80s are all just like the same crap over and over again. Well, what know? are his other movies? Because, you know, Days of Thunder, I'm going to go, no, I'm um, not even going to bother watching. Um, they're always, oh crap, I can't remember. I've seen like a good dozen of them though on my list. It's like, it's like he, he must've been very big in the eighties and I didn't realize it. Um, did he do the Transformers? Who was that? No. Um, that's the other guy. Who's the Transformers? No, is that Steven? Oh, oh no. Um, that is Roland, uh, Eric Emmerich. Is that his name? No, no, that's not him. That was ID for Independence Day. But isn't that the same guy who did uh, Transformer? No, that was uh, oh. fuck. <laughs> we don't know movies. We need Jeff here. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff would pipe up. Well, we did our did our research for this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Tetris the movie. What do you think about that? Tetris the movie. Huh? What's the plot? That's a good question. What is it like? Uh, giant bricks falling out of the sky and people. Well, I kind of to... I seen the one right the uh, the one with the battleships, the battleship movie. Oh. <laughs> Did you really see that? Yeah, well, it, it, you know, it wasn't horrible. You know what? It yeah. was better than Battle Los Angeles by far. <laughs> Battleship the movie. I'm just trying to. Okay, it so. was shit, right? It was utter shit. Yeah. It, but 
It was it was not so bad that I I didn't sit through the whole thing. I didn't have to turn it off and walk away. And then you know yeah. there was moments in the film where you go, oh yeah, that's Battleship the game. That <laughs> <laughs> this is their one moment where they're tying it back to the game. Um, Did you ever see that Doom movie? The movie they based on the on Doom? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, for God's sake. That man. was The Rock, though, right? Yeah, that was incredibly boring. I gave it a shot because I thought, you know, if somebody's got enough guts to make a, a game based on, or a movie based on a, on a game like that, maybe isn't maybe that something's really, going on there. Isn't that really satanic in the game? It's, well, like, it's supposed to be, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be like that, the, uh, that could the be scientist, scientists on Mars are, are experimenting with, uh, you know, opening portals to other dimensions, and they accidentally open a portal to hell, basically. Like, why wouldn't they? In. Yeah, yeah, given, sure. Given that the galaxy is wh- shaped like a brain, <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't hell exist out there as it exists in here? Sure, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, um... Yeah, that movie was really bad, and they had they do actually have like a um, like a one minute long sequence toward the end of the movie where it is literally they shoot the movie from the point first of person the shooter. Yeah, and he's, you just see the gun, and it's so hokey. You just you just think you know that was it just wasn't necessary. They did that purely, I think, to make the fans of the game happy that they but have they that didn't. moment. It was funny though because they didn't, right? Yeah, you know, it didn't yeah. make any fans of the game happy at all. It didn't make anybody happy. But they happy. felt they felt like they needed to draw the line between the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so sad. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> that was such a bad movie. You know what's funny is um, I always felt like uh, Doom was inspired by Alien. That movie um you look at the look of the movie Alien. Yeah. And um, some of the things that happened in that movie, I always felt like they were inspired a little bit by the by the movie Alien and the movie Aliens. The, right. The Maybe even more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's funny though. You know, you take a game that was clearly inspired by a movie know, and then yeah, try to make a movie from the game. I mean, is it real or is it Memorex? It's like when you keep photocopying a photocopy yeah. and it just keeps getting worse and worse every time. <laughs> it doesn't work. At some point, you have to kind of break. Well, that. I'm still waiting for. Doom, the game, the movie. <laughs> <Based on that. laughs> I'm you know, they haven't done we're that. sitting here laughing, but that actually <laughs> happened once in history. There, there was Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> there was Street Fighter the movie. Yeah, and there was Street Fighter the game based on the movie. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh my God! Yeah, that's um. I always think it's funny that um. You have these big movies like Lord of the Rings and and things like that. I always think it'd be really hilarious if they did a novelization of one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Get the novelization of uh, the Hobbit out, right. you know? <laughs> Do you think they've done that? Why? And, and they... I would love, I would love to actually pick up that book and read it, just to look at it and compare it to the original, if such a thing actually exists. Well, I remember reading those novelizations back in the eighties. I remember that was a big deal. Like I, you know, maybe yeah. I wasn't old enough oh, to yeah, get into the yeah. movie or whatever. Yeah. Like I read the night. Mare and Elm Street novelizations. Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're not always bad books because no. uh, they actually, some people have, have created careers out of that. Um, Alan Dean Foster was the one who wrote the uh, the novelization of the Star Wars movie. Yeah. And, but even though it was credited to George Lucas, he was kind of the ghostwriter for it. But, you know, people have taken, have, have created careers out of that, real writers. And so it's not, you know, you don't, shouldn't always look at the novelization and say, oh, it's obviously a piece of crap. But, um, um, I remember the novelization of the movie Poltergeist was actually incredibly good. It was incredibly well written. Um, Do you think if we went back and reread them, like you know, a lot of these movies, you'll go back, right? Like you go back and watch an '80s movie, and you go, oh, "This yeah. doesn't hold up." I wonder if we read back, went back and looked at those novelizations, would would they hold up? I, you know, some of I them remember might. loving some. some like might. I read, I read the V books. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the ones based oh. on the, the television series? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. loving those. And I, <laughs> 
The Nightmare on Elm Street novelizations, I read one through four, and they were great. I I liked them probably more than I liked the movies. (laughs) Um, But I wonder if I went back and read them, they probably they're probably bullshit. I don't know. I would love to get my hands on the Poltergeist novelization, and I cite that one because that actually had quite an effect on me. Whoever wrote that was a was an excellent writer. He added things to the movie. You know, there was this. You know, the famous scene in the middle of the movie where the guy goes into the kitchen, he throws the steak down, and it starts crawling. No, it's a pork chop. A pork chop. Okay, I guess it was a pork chop. You don't Sorry. remember. So I remember. Not, it I'm obviously a, left a fucking impression on me. <laughs> I'm not a movie guy. <laughs> but um, nightmares. So the, it, I always had it, nightmares. It across, yeah, and then he walks into the kitchen or into the bathroom and tears his face off in the mirror. Um, I, th- I think I read had, the novelization though too. It, did you? Yeah, and I think that's well, why I remember the book, so, the movie so well. Yeah. Is from reading the novelization because I know I only seen the movie a couple times when I was I was younger. Well, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that I read the novelization as well. But I probably, you know, like looking back on it, I don't think I was old enough to appreciate good writing. Yeah. Was it, whoever wrote that one though was a good writer and deserves credit for writing, creating a decent novel out of uh, you know taking a movie and writing a decent novel. There was a. Um, there was actually a. I mentioned that scene because when when he mentions, I think it's during that scene, that guy runs from the from the pork chop crawling across the counter, and run. I think it was a steak. Man, I'm remembering a pork chop. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he goes running just by how it was cooked. Like if you look at it, and yeah. in my mind's eye, I'm looking at it. I go, "There's no way that was a steak." Be- <laughs> I can't believe we're actually debating whether it was a steak. Or <laughs> the color was all wrong for it being a steak. It was like white meat pork we'll chop. Settle, we'll settle this. We'll settle this after the podcast. Uh, no. Um, so he he goes running into the into the bathroom because he's freaked out by this and he's going to throw up. And in the novel, he talks about how time seems to slow down as he's running toward this bathroom, mm-hmm. and it seems like everything's stretching out, and he's never going to get to this thing. And he says it's like every time he's almost there, it feels like he's only made it halfway and then another halfway and another halfway. And it was this really cool kind of philosophical. It was actually a reference to a philosophical called a philosophical concept called Zeno's Paradox, which Uh is as you walk toward a wall or a destination, you always have to pass the halfway halfway mark. mark. Yeah. So it's like you can never get how do you actually get there finally if you have to keep passing these halfway marks. Because you're not. That's why light's always going to be faster than something we can catch up to. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, he's got the... It's really cool. And I I remember reading that thing. That's that's really good writing. This guy is is really giving it his all for a novelization of a a horror movie. You know, it was basically a a popcorn movie. It wasn't meant to be that serious. Mm, Um, Yeah, but was it? Man, that movie was good. That movie freaked the fuck out of me, but I don't know if it was meant to be anything deeper than just a... I want to go back and look at the marketing on that movie and see, was it intended to be a popcorn flick or was this... Well, there's not really any underlying subtext or themes in it. It's just really just sort of a... And I don't want to give away the ending for God, you know, anybody who actually hasn't seen it. (laughs) But given what happens at the end of the movie in the last 20 minutes when you find out why all these things are happening... You go back and you look, and I don't. Maybe there's stuff in there about modernization and and you know paving over the past and. and well, it brings to heart the uh, the Talking Heads song. Yeah, what's that? Uh, there, there's a song about paving over, the, uh, making a mall over the forest. It's a really good song, and I don't remember the. I'd, yeah. I'd sing it for you, but I don't want to be embarrassed. But it's a really good Talking <laughs> Heads song about just that concept. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, that was uh, that was also the book where I was when I was reading it. Whoever whoever wrote that book must have had a good background in philosophy because he mentioned the concept of solipsism, and he he had one of the characters thinking about that, 
and thinking, and I, I remember thinking, this is really weird. What is this concept? And I went and looked it up, and that turns out to be the concept of the idea that you can, you're the only person who can, God, I'm, I'm mangling it, but you, you can't prove that anything else actually exists other than you. Everything around you We're right now. We're going to segue into the brain talk and the matrix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should because I spend a lot of time thinking about the the brain concept yeah. and and the matrix. And, yeah, that's. It's and I wonder how real you are. And if we're <laughs> and if maybe you're not real, but maybe you're as real as I am. If I'm if I'm a, a, a one of your if you've dreamed me up. Yeah. Okay. But um, but so at the same if, time, I, I'm open to the idea that not only am I dreaming you up, but you could potentially be dreaming me up. Yeah. So how is that supposed to work? <laughs> There's a lot of uh, Eastern philosophy, philosophical ideas that say that we are, the entire universe is just the dream of some god and that it will come to an end as soon as he wakes. So that could explain Let's why. Let's hope he doesn't. Yeah, we got to kind of keep it down in here a little bit. We don't want to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would probably like to have some of this pumpkin beer. Yeah, that would keep him. Uh, give him enough of it. He'd Man, stay I'm, I'm out sorry for a while. to say, Rick, but a, if you do poltergeist steak, you don't get as many hits as you do pol- poltergeist pork no, chop. Oh, that's not definitive. I won't. I'm not going to accept. I'm, that. I'm not researching it because I'm trying to stay stay with the conversation. But <laughs> poltergeist pork chop? Seriously, you know somebody at Google who's scanning through all these searches is going to look at that and go, "What the fuck is that all about?" <laughs> He's going to know. That is some fucking He's going to know there was some asshole who thought it was a steak on that counter that was <laughs> no, crawling. No, he's going to think it's a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> Type in pictures of poltergeist pork chop. <laughs> we're we're going to have to do a recreation, a recreation of, of the poltergeist pork chop. There we go. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, do a simulation of it. So or the steak. Of, yeah. The meat. We'll try to prove if it actually exists or if it's just yeah. a figment of our imagination. So. Anyway, so yeah, the universe is a big brain. We covered that. Um, well, they they recently researched that, right? And they've been mapping it out, and they found. That well, I, I heard on the radio that they've uh, the you know they've been a lot of astronomers have been mapping out, you know, going through the process of mapping out the uh, the universe. And I guess I don't know how true this is. I was trying to find it online, and I couldn't find it. But I, I guess it's they're seeing the shape that looks similar to a brain, which is kind of crazy when you think about you know. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not meant to say that the entire universe is some is a brain. Is that like the edge of the universe, or are they mapping out like stars? No, they're actually mapping out as far as we can see. You know, everything that we can see, all the way out to the background radiation. Mm-hmm. And um, you, if you look, why online, wouldn't that you'll be see, a circle? I don't, it's not. That's another mystery. Is that why is it not evenly distributed? If it was a big bang and there were, no, you know, all the forces were. Unless it hit a wall. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's um and they do simulations of it occasionally on computers and they get the same they get the same effect. Um I don't know. That is I know that that is one of the mysteries of uh you know that science science has yet to uh answer. Maybe it never will because I'll wake up. Yeah. And then we'll never have gotten there. What's interesting about this though is there was a there was an article from a few years ago that I I I did find this one. Um that they uh, somebody noticed that as they were mapping out the universe, you know, the, all the all the galaxies and nebulas and stars and whatnot. They they tend to they're not just evenly distributed, but they are actually in. If you zoom out far enough, you see that they look like they're in little um, meandering lines. They're sort I've of. I've seen that groups. picture. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody noticed that when you when you when people create you know maps of these, that they look like the cells in a mouse's brain. And I just actually got. We'll post this on our uh, Facebook page. 
Yeah, no, it's, like I've the, seen it's like that a photo. Similar yeah. pattern. I don't know. That's really weird. I don't know. The more the more that comes up, I know, and I know this is like that kind of metaphysical bullshit science pseudoscience. But is it, crap. It, but is it metaphysical? Is it pseudo? It's. I think we just haven't gotten high enough, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> this should, yeah, we really should save this for a uh, for a podcast. <laughs> Seems like topics for for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it, it, it's funny though. I mean, we talk about this, and and I spend a lot of my time listening to this conversation for some reason. Yeah. And every time I listen to it further, I keep convincing myself more and more that it's probably true, and that you guys are just figments. <laughs> so you're going all solipsistic. That's the term. Yeah. <laughs> Abs- absolutely. Check out my universe. Every, every time brain. it comes up, I go, "This is just myself trying to tell me to wake up." <laughs> It's time now. Wake up. You can, you can wake up. And I go, nah, I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Nothing so painful that I need I, to like open my eyes yet. Yeah. This is a little too deep. Should we go get really, like, really high? Like at some point? No, I, I think the beer is doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another topic. Are sports fans like D&D gamers? What do you think? Yes, they're just as nerdy. You think so? Maybe even more so. Like D&D gamers. Yeah. Like I don't know too many D&D gamers that are like in D&D mode continually, but there's so many football guys that just won't fucking put it down in their day-to-day life. Yeah, uh, You're at yeah. work, right? And some asshole's wearing a T-shirt. How often do I wear a D&D T-shirt to work? Never, because <laughs> I'm not allowed to wear T-shirts because they're putting me down. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I saw a funny thing on, on Facebook about the uh, comparing fantasy football to D&D. You know, you see a bunch of guys sitting around writing stuff down on their on their little slips of paper. Do they have dice that they roll? <laughs> I don't know. That's my favorite. I actually don't know how fantasy football works at all. I mean, I have Me no either. clue. But um, I, 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 this, is, this is my thoughts on fantasy football. Fantasy football is like you pick out the characters right, and then based on how well that character <laughs> plays in real life, yeah. that gets to, it, rather than roll the dice, you you play. Like I, I could build a. That would be fun. Like the yeah. next time I'm playing D and D, yeah. Like we could play it like fantasy football. Like I build a thief and go. My thief is based on Jerry Rice or some, <laughs> some football player. Who knows? Uh, uh, I, I could, I could you, name uh, Sherman. Wanna... Right, one of them's called Sherman. I could base him on sure. Sherman, yeah. and and based on how well he does on Saturday. Would be how well my character plays on Sunday. So if you do, uh, I don't know the names of the guys, and uh, I know recently a couple have been involved in like wife beating incidents. So do you get that as a skill? Like yeah, no, ab- ab- absolutely. If if he's if he's involved in a wife beating and gets notoriety, <laughs> yeah. uh, the notoriety is going into your reputation score. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then the wife beating, of course, that uh, you know, not only can you beat your wife, but that that's maybe how you beat the enemies. I have a I have a plus three to bitch slapping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, you know what's interesting is uh, they that I've always uh, that's always been something that I I've, wonder if I've Jeff would let you play that character if you asked him. <laughs> I bet you he'd be game. I bet you'd go okay, but we're not going to do it for this week because the game, the football game of your character could fall on the Sunday when while we're actually playing. Yeah. So you have to do it for the previous <laughs> week, and I want to see those stats. So instead of rolling, you're going to go based on his 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 stats. Right. Right. <laughs> Nah, yeah, I don't know about that. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't expect Jeff to do that. Well, okay. Nor, nor would I be interested. But but yeah. But if he did, would that get you more involved into watching football? Because a lot of the argument for this fantasy football is it actually creates fans. Yeah. Out of the people who are playing, because now they have a vested interest, and and I think it's I think it, I think it's true because I remember growing up like in a football mm. household, but yeah. At a certain point during the week, uh, come. 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't hear so much about football. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, while football was on, we watched it. We watched it. Somebody in the house watched it. It wasn't me. Yeah. Often. Um, but, you know, the football wasn't going continually. Now football is like all week long. We're talking about football. Like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> But the other part of me is like, well, I, I'm going to talk about D&D all week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I think one of the aspects is now is that people have a more vested interest. Like the people who weren't necessarily gamble before, they yeah. didn't want to put money down on the game. Like if you put money on the game, right, you're going to be vested. But if you're not putting money down, but you've got a character or you've got a team based on these other teams, yeah, in real life, you might be a little more invested. Like, so if if... Jeff were to let me play this character based on football. I might be watching football going, hey, I need you to roll higher. <laughs> like a touchdown's got to be a I, D20, right? It's got to yeah. be a natural 20. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, an, a quarterback sack is a zero. You yeah, know? an injury is a one. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. So there's a... <laughs> I think I just developed a new we'll, we'll tabletop run, game for we'll nerds. That, yeah, we'll run that past Jeff and see how he feels about it. I, I'm I'm betting he's not going to go for it, but you know, you never know. You never know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, one of one of the similarities though between the groups that is uh, between uh, sports fans and and geeks is the whole uh, cosplay thing. Cosplay, and you look at sports fans like painting themselves up in colors or dressing up like the mascot or whatever. You know, it's it's like. But none of them are cute. They're sim. <laughs> That's true. You don't get the you don't get cute girls doing that at the at the. Uh, I mean, even with their pink events. jersey on and their pink stripes, I wouldn't fuck any of them. <laughs> yeah, sure you wouldn't. <laughs> okay, maybe I would. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I was I always thought the difference was social acceptance. You know, people can walk around like you said. They can walk around in their. In their sports, you know, shirts with sports logos and stuff on it. Nobody even thinks anything about it. But you go show up with. I was so fucking pissed because it was a Thursday and some asshole was wearing a T-shirt at work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I go, it's not fucking Friday, is it? It's Thursday, right? Oh, he's wearing a T-shirt, but he could get away with it because yeah. it was a fucking Seahawks T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they did. They did that at where I work too. They had like a whole, you know, whole yo. Know, everybody can dress casual and. And come Dre- in and Seahawks. Stuff. Yeah, dress as casually as you want yeah. any day of the fucking week, as long as it's Seahawks. But where's the Where's the Star Wars? Where's the acknowledgement of Star Wars when the next Star Wars movie comes yeah. out? Are they going to do that too? They're going right. to say, "Hey, you can dress casually. You can dress up as any of the characters hey. from the movies." <laughs> and, and you know what? Even if they did, it would be for one week only, maybe two. Mm-hmm. But fucking football dressing up doesn't go away, That's especially true. since we won the Super Bowl. It's been all fu- it never died off. Yeah. The fandom oh, just God. kept going on. I cannot. And on I can't. And on. We're gonna. We're gonna get into that again. Um, I don't even know how the Seahawks are doing, but I know I've heard enough of it at this point. I think they lost one or two. Really? Yeah. Not that I'm happy about that, but in all honesty, I really. I don't mind. You know, I have no no problem with people. You know, having fun watching sports, but it's just Jesus Christ, man! It's incessant. Well, it's like, it's like you get on Facebook for, you know, just to see what everybody's doing or whatever, you know, see if anybody's on vacation or doing something. And interesting. there's Lucas. There's Lucas. Inevitably, there's <laughs> Lucas and Amanda on Facebook at the game. And you're like, OK, I've had enough of your pictures at the game. Like, yes, I know this is the fourth time this year you've gone. <laughs> I, I, I jest, Mike. I love yeah. you. 
He should. I would. I would welcome him being on Facebook and and all of his Seah- Seahawks posts if he actually did it. Yeah. So that's that's fine. Well, um, so yeah, totally. I'm 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 getting my my costume ideas right now. Like you know, my big thing is <laughs> is I recognize them as being ner- nerds, just as nerdy as I am. Yeah. So I want to accept them. I know some people in our group. You know, they they look at you know the, the sports fans and go, oh, "You're a sports fan," and you know, this is like a little kind of like rift, a little battle. Like, but me, I go. Oh, you're just as nerdy as I am. I'll, I'll accept you for as nerdy as I am. Right. So I'm envisioning a Halloween costume, maybe where I come as a Denver's fan, Denver Bronco, Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I might, I might be a Denver Broncos fan for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Woo, Broncos. <laughs> You're really gonna have to douche it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta uh, get a little more douchey. I'll wear my <laughs> my my uh, my hat backwards. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I'll put some exhaust on my car so it goes. Oh, please, would you please do that? Because uh, that that would complete the whole illusion. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um. There was a uh, there was an article out like last week about about um, I guess a lot of uh, police departments around the country are distributing spyware to parents to watch to spy on their kids what they're doing on their computers. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, what do, do you, you think of that? Yeah, I mean, you when, probably know my opinion because my post on Facebook <laughs> when I posted that was uh, very definite. But right. I mean, what do you think? Of, have you ever had to spy on your kids? Uh, on their, I don't. Well, okay, well, what do you mean by spy? Would spy mean look without them knowing that you're looking? Well, just randomly, like, uh, no, not necessarily. But do you know I the mean, conversations your daughter making... and or my daughter and your son have on? No, I don't. And I don't think I need to. I, I trust that my kids are well-behaved. and ma- <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I, I, I trust that they're not doing anything that's going to cause any real problems. No, they're not doing anything that would cause any real I problems. I don't know that I would agree or approve 100% of everything they're doing, but I don't think... I don't think it's my job as a parent to micromanage every little thing that they do in life. That's that's kind of my opinion. Yeah. But beyond that is is I insist that I have access to. Like yeah. You got an email account. I've got a password for it. And, oh, okay. And I think, sure. I think it came out on the podcast once where I had a problem earlier this year, where I had gone overboard with my daughter, not ha- not having oh, read oh, exactly yeah. what was going on, right, and just right. kind of insinuate it just insinuating right. just to try to see what she would give up and then going way too far. <laughs> um, and so I, I insist that I have access in case there's any kind of problem that I need to go back and... and yeah. I'd hate for somebody to look at me and go, Mike, you weren't doing your job as a parent. So I at least want to have kind of records. But see, that to me, the, going in after the fact and, and spying on what they're doing online and, and catching them doing something, that's at that point, you haven't done your job. Because right. it, the yes, job you, was done, you needed to do this previously to make people, kids, young people who aren't going to go online and cause problems mm-hmm. or do things that they know they shouldn't be doing. So to me, yeah. I've always, I've never spied on Alex. I, I've never spied on yeah, her once. Yeah. I've never spied on Mason. Um, <laughs> Mason's going to be a harder test for me. Um, I think Alex was a little bit easier. He's going to, he's going to test my, uh, my, uh, I promised my, I promised my kids I wouldn't tell you what they were talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I brought this up because I wanted to find out what your kids are doing online. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 well, I mean, the problem was is I was logged into my Steam account and they were logged into the Steam account. Yeah. So it was like all night long, bing, bing, and I thought it was Oliver <laughs> talking and it was Liliana and, and and Mason. And then I went back and I read it and I went, "Really? 
And I thought, oh, okay, well, whatever. I mean, oh, he's it, so it funny most, about that. It was he, mostly innocent, but not necessarily. It was like, you're obviously your children's, your parents' yeah. children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because if we ever talk about girls with him at all, it's like it just we hit a wall. It's yeah. like, nope. We're he, not talking about this. He might be getting interested in girls. Okay. Um, that's fine. I don't yeah, really have a yeah, problem with that. As long as, as long as the interest doesn't become obnoxious or become, you know, something that's, uh, you know, stalking We're still going to be friends. Online. If something happens between them, we're yeah. still going to be friends. <laughs> okay, good. That's good to know. <laughs> so I can just No matter how dickish your son <laughs> treats my daughter, I'm still going to respect that you're a decent human being. <laughs> Well, see, I'm not watching anything he's doing online, so you can't blame me for that. But um, no, this this spyware it's called Computer Cop, right? And it actually is a um, it's it's I guess it's like a built-in search engine, so parents can go on the computer and look for things through their kids' files, and it knows how to identify like porn and stuff that discussions about like uh, violence and drugs mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, the other part of it is actually a keylogger, amazingly enough. In case and, the kids aren't giving you those passwords. Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, again, you know, I mean, I think if you get to the point as a parent where you, you need a keylogger or to be spying on your kids to that extent, it's probably time to pull the plug on the computer completely and just say, Hey, we need to start over here with some understanding <sighs> yeah. of what's expected right. of you when you're on the computer. Could you do that, Rick? Could I do that? Yeah. I have actually in, in the past when the kids have actually accidentally screwed up yeah. and I found out about it, it's like, yeah, we've, we pulled the plug on it for a little while. Yeah, well, Real recently, you know, my son uh, didn't do so well on his uh, what they call the state testing they do last year. Oh, the grades yeah. show up like six months later. Like he's already started a new year in school, and we go, "How the fuck did you get that?" You're obviously oh. so we've we've okay. he's allowed two hours per not per weekday, but twice a week for two hours he can play games. Beyond that, he needs to be reading a book or find something creative to do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Some form of expression. It it was difficult. I, I for for at least we're on week number three. I think it is. Um, yeah. There's been a couple incidents where it's really and, and it brings to light the fact that you know we do use these electronics to to nanny our children. Basically, we want them to be so engaged in something. I can do go do my shift. So there's come up a couple instances yeah. where it's like. You know, and he doesn't—he doesn't even necessarily say he's bored, but you know, he obviously he needs some attention from somewhere. He's looking for something to do. Yeah. Um. So then he starts interfering in my life a little bit, or it's like, hey, I'm trying to play Pokemon, and you want me to have to deal with you? I need to go to the gym. I need to. I'm make trying to dinner. play fantasy football. God damn it, motherfucker! Can you? Go, oh, I'm sorry. You can't get pick up your book and go read your fucking book like I told you. Um. It's so it's been a little challenging to do that to him, but at the same time, I feel like you know, I went a lot of years without a computer. Certainly, he can like go a yeah. lot of years and still come out to be a decent human being, maybe even yeah. a better human being with yeah. less yeah, yeah, less yeah. computer interaction. You know, it's um, I I don't think limiting your kids to the amount of time that they do with their and we've done that too. And uh, right now, we're getting really lax on it, but we're Dan and I are discussing going back to it. Um, I don't think limiting your kids to how much time they spend on the computer is quite the same as spying on them, though. You know what I mean? It, no, it's it's it, it it's not at all. Yeah, it's, it's not not necessarily the same. But uh, 
like you said, if you got to the point where you felt like you needed to spy, maybe you just need to get rid of it altogether. Yeah, yeah. And and, and getting rid of it altogether, how, how how rough do you think that would be around this house? Do you think tantr- temper tantrum for a week? Like like he, yeah. like Oliver had a fit, but it only lasted a day. Like he got over it. Like I knew he would. Like it was really yeah. difficult. It's like I almost wanted to say, "Fine, go back to your goddamn game. <laughs> Play as much as you want." He almost broke me, but I knew it was going to yeah. end at a certain point. I knew it was only going to go so far. Yeah. It was like when we cut the cable vision off and there was suddenly no TV to watch. It was the same yeah. kind of experience where I knew it was just, I just had to ride it out. I just had to, I just had to be better. Yeah. But it wasn't easy. It was a challenge for me. Yeah. I'm trying to play Pokemon and you need attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like um, this ties into the previous discussions that we've had on this podcast a couple different times about parents micromanaging their kid's life to an extent to where it's it's almost it's almost counterproductive and unhealthy. Right. You're making them weak by yeah. doing too much for them. Yeah. I mean, you obviously want to keep them out of trouble. You want to keep them out of situations where they're doing something online that's going to get them in serious trouble. But, but at the same time, it's like... Eh, I don't know if I have to spy on every single fucking thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could say, hey, it's really bad for my 14-year-old kid to be looking at porn. But, you know, my my friend and I found his grandpa's stash of, of magazines back when we were like 13 or 14. It didn't. It didn't destroy me. It enhanced me. your life. It enhanced. Uh, maybe. I don't know if it enhanced, but it didn't destroy me. The bottom line is I made it through that just fine. I came out of that unscathed. Like maybe um, that's the proper wasn't... amount of porn. Like maybe everybody needs porn, but you don't need so much porn that it's like a free-for-all, but that you got to hide it and sneak it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need like small doses. <laughs> You need to know that you so can't you get away to, with it continually. A responsible parent tells their kids only look at porn five minutes a day. Right. That's all you gotta. That's all you gotta do. No, no, you you gotta tell the kid you can't ever look at porn, knowing that they will do it for five minutes and yeah. have the fear that you will catch them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they need a little fear in their life. Right. I I don't have any problem with that. I just th- I think trying to keep your kids completely out of any little trouble that they might get into is is shit. That's a stupid attitude. They should find trouble. They should. Occasionally you can get into a little bit of trouble. It's fine. It's not like it's not going to kill them. In like fact, one of the it, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I think you know the old thing about how it, it you know adversity builds character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that you need to you know throw your kids to the lions necessarily, but it's it, they're going to find trouble one way or the other. If you take them off the computer, they're going to go outside and get into a fight with a kid. Out in the neighborhood, or they might, know, be cool. they might fall off their bike. Or, you know, no, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Gee, the, the, my son just walked in with uh, blood all over his hands. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, at, that, at that point, you run back to the computer. Get on the computer and start You're playing right. games. <laughs> I'm gonna bandage up your hand. Here's an ice bag. Get back on the computer. You're never going outside again. I don't know. I just I. It's weird to me. I, I think people are. Um, I mean, I think of myself as a little too overprotective with my kids. But um, oh, I know, I know, I, I know, I am. I think I'm in. I don't think I compare though to some of the people out there in in the rest of the world They're who crazy. are like, yeah, who are just going way the fuck overboard. It's like your kids can make mistakes. It's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't go back and change things that my kids have screwed up because it's really been you know it's always a learning process. But yeah. you know you you teach them. Here's how you screwed up, and this is here's the punishment for that, and here's why you shouldn't have done that. And so, it be, it, you know, you get this little window of opportunity where you can teach them 
a lot that they may not have listened to otherwise. You know, so it's I, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad to let kids fall down and and hurt themselves a little bit as long as it's not. They got to inoculate themselves with, with disease and germs <laughs> as long as it's not AIDS, right? As long as it's not AIDS. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they get uh, hepatitis, okay. <laughs> Herpes. Well, we are at like an hour forty here, so I don't know if you want to keep going or keep talking about some no, stuff, I mean, or should we wrap well, it up? Well, I mean, on, on on the kids, I just I just want to add, and I wanted to add something, and then I forgot about it, so maybe I'm not going to well, add now, anything of it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about kids and uh, their the whole situation while I use the bathroom. So uh, have fun. Okay. Well, I, I definitely, I'll I'll have fun about kids. It's nice to bounce ideas off of you, but you're not going to be around for me to bounce the ideas. But I'll, I'll say that with my children, I find. One of the biggest challenges or one of the things I try to teach them more above a lot of other things is you really got to learn how to deal with idiots because I see the way that a lot of other children are being raised. And I know that at a certain point they're going to have to deal with these people. So some of the biggest things I try to teach them is like how to have acceptance for people who weren't raised the same way as you are. They were giving a, given a, a different set of tools to work with. So... To enhance my children's life, I think the best thing to do is to learn them, teach them or, or learn how to be more capable and responsive to people who don't have the same set of tools as you. Learn to work with everybody. Uh, you know, there's going to be idiots out there. There's going to be people who are raised in ways completely counter to what I think is right. So the best skills they can have is to be flexible and malleable and learn to live with everybody. I agree <laughs> with everything you just said while I was right. in the bathroom. Do we want to talk about Red? Because I, you know what, I don't. Oh yeah, I forgot about the movies. The the movie this week was Red. We watched the uh, the Red, White, and Blue trilogy. Right. And you know, I know we we had talked about it before the mics turned on. And uh, the thing I thought about the movie, and and one of the reasons I wanted to actually bring it up today rather than wait for Jeff here is, yeah, I've got really nothing to say about it. Then it's far inferior to the other two movies. It, the, <laughs> There was like almost zero for me to talk about. It didn't keep my interest at all. Yeah. Like I was literally cruising car sites at the same time that the movie was playing. And wow. every now and then I'd have to stop because I'd miss a little bit of dialogue that I felt might be important. And then I'd go back and watch the dialogue and go, I didn't give a fuck about that. I, you know, it's funny that you say that because I had the, exactly the opposite reaction. I thought this was the best of the three. Really? And, and by comparison, as I watched this movie, I thought my opinion of blue and white kind of went down a little bit by comparison to this. Because this was so much better. Yeah, because it had a lot of great subtext about the whole, you know, the whole idea of the of the of everybody being interconnected, whether they like it or not. You know, and and you have the character, you have the judge who doesn't want anything to do with the world and has tried to pull himself out of it. And even, you know, like the little thing where he's still spying on his neighbors, you know, his neighbor's phone calls. Yeah, like he's tried to pull himself out, but he, he yeah. still tries and to he's still keep connected. his nose in, yeah. And he's still stuck in that whether he likes it or not. And then you have, you know, the, the girl who's who's more or less accepted that she's she's connected to it but doesn't really understand. How, it's it's almost like the movie she figures out how she's connected to things. She's and, resentful and of it to in understand. the right? Yeah, she starts to understand a little bit better you know how all that works and so you you watch her go from being kind of the kind of the you know i've oh i've run over a dog and i have to make this right and i have to go and i have to tell the neighbors that this guy's spying on them and you know she's kind of this person who's 
more reacting to things and then at the end she's she's sort of like deciding okay i get how this works now i'm going to start taking charge of things and i'm going to go do what i need to do in life and start stop being like stop being treated badly by my boyfriend right he's calling me all the time and being kind of a jerk and I just thought that was kind of cool, and I really loved. I thought it was really awesome how they tied it up at the end, how the seven survivors on the you know obviously spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen this, but the seven survivors years happened. To, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think the spoiler expiration date is up on this one. Um, you know the the seven survivors at the end happen to be uh, well, at least four of them are characters from the other the other two movies. And uh, just emphasizing the fact that you know every everything's interconnected yeah, and everybody's all interconnected. Actually. What's that? They actually all were in the other movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. Yeah. But I mean, this one, this one really tied it up. It yeah. really, I, cause I kept thinking, I wonder if they're going to do something big yeah. that really ties all these three movies together in a way that makes them feel like an actual trilogy. And so taking this movie's theme of everything is connected, everything's interconnected, whether you like it or not. And it just happens that the other survivors are the main characters from the other movies was great. I thought that was awesome. That was like, cause I watched right up to the end and I thought, eh, it's too bad they're not going to try to tie the other two movies in. You know, in that way, and then they managed to do it right there, like in the last minute of the movie. I, that was that was cool. I thought I like got that? a real yeah. kick out of that. I don't and know. Um, I, I just it felt contrived to me. No, nah, I don't know. And and you know, they had that recurring image in all the movies of the old people trying to put the recycling the into the into the recycling yeah. container. Uh-huh. The other two characters sit and watch, and she gets up and actively participates and helps. And so I think that's another you know that's another moment of that theme of. Am I just going to sit by passively and react to everything, or am I going to take charge of my life and actually try to do yeah. something? So I think, I don't know, I like this movie a lot because there was a lot of subtlety to it. It was a lot of, um, it was a good character study with an actual plot, which I don't think Blue was. I think Blue was a great character study without a lot of plot. Um, White was a, was pretty cool. I liked the movie. It was entertaining. It kept me involved, but there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of character development in that. I mean, it was more of kind of almost like a comedy. Do you think? Do you think this one, and being a trilogy and where they're not overly connected, you, th- I, you know, in watching this one, yeah, this one felt where the first two didn't feel like there was hardly any connection at all. There was thematic connections just in that we're trying to express right, right, a certain thing. Okay, yeah. This movie felt like its intention was to connect the other two, and it didn't necessarily have its own. I, I yeah, I don't know if that was the intent beat. of the movie. Like this one was definitely think, written last, right, right. And I think the person saw the theme and said, "Hey, we could pull the other two characters into these movies, and then that would be that would be that." I f- I feel like it would have had would have gone much better had it been, yeah. Let's write this and then rewrite it to connect to the others. Okay. Yeah. So it, I would have thought that uh, just creating it just didn't have its own separate feel, and then on top of that, the story seemed like it was put together rather hurriedly. Like yeah. I don't, I don't. In my mind, it just didn't grab my attention. Like at any point, I just never really cared too much about what was going on. Yeah. Okay. This movie might have been this. This one might have played better if it was the first. Actually, it might have been. Possibly. Like here's the connection. Let me watch the other two, and I know how they're connected now. Yeah, instead that's of, actually not, instead yeah. of waiting and then going, oh, and then it just feels like it was just thrown together to kind of duct tape the other two. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay, I can see where you're coming from. I want to rewatch um, it now and start with this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think we should probably wrap it up. That is. Uh, do you have any uh, parting 
parting thoughts? Any well, I, I really consolation missed, prizes. I, yeah, I just missed Jeff. I wish he was there. But, yeah, no, uh, no kidding. I'm gonna have to I'm glad put to have together done another episode. And I know you and I can sit in the bullshit forever. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't know if we could keep. I didn't know if we could keep it going for two hours, but we did. So hey, yay us. <laughs> I'll put together a little compilation at the end of all of Jeff's best quotes from the first. Uh, you know, it's kind of sad that he didn't make it to this one because he's been through. He's done technically Every uh, episode. 21 of these so far. Because yeah. um, technically this is the 22nd because we've lost two episodes. But, um, yeah, he's been through 21 of these so far without missing missing one of them. Yeah. So here we, here we are. Well, but maybe he needed to miss one, though. Maybe, maybe he's, yeah. you know, you and I have both missed some. So maybe he yeah. just needed to miss one to kind of know what it's like. Yep. So, okay. So, Jeff, we miss you. We look forward to seeing you next time. I guess this is uh, Beer Plus Three. Bye-bye. Bye. Beer Plus Three featured Michael Zamora, Rick Anderson, and the guiding spirit of Jeff Swatman. Speaking of Jeff, I wonder what he'll think of this episode. I wonder what he'll say. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. This whole conversation yeah, reminds yeah. me of my virginity. Yep, that's what I figured. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night. Hello. Hello. There we go. Now the we're getting something. Check with it sitting down. I sit down <laughs> I'm going to hold on to the thing. The whole time. You sure you don't want to do the intro? No. It's I was you. actually I was yeah. actually practicing my uh, my Jeff. Yeah, your impression. Jeff impressions. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. Here we go.